0: hey guys welcome to wrestling and fetish today i am at the end of this uh, amazing vacation i got to take at the beginning of 2022 uh we're about to start shooting tomorrow which means that in my home uh it's not just me alone today i have two amazing guests we have, um, well, my special guest who was supposed to do a podcast last time, but we couldn't get around to do it. I think you were feeling a little under the weather.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel good.
0: And uh, it is the beautiful Reagan.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And my co-host, who is chewing on Doritos, if you guys like that ASMR stuff. What's up? It's Faith, Shaylin.
2: It is I. Nacho I cheese.
0: Uh, but we,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> that you're eating the nacho cheese. Oh, we don't have the purple ones? What the purple ones?
1: I mean, I saw the the spicy spicy, chili.
0: those ones
2: are are superior to all other Doritos. But I want to save those for a different day. (laughs) There's those are special occasion Doritos. (laughs) There was also more of these. Grandma died. All
0: right. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, no, uh, I I start off by giving you guys my first impression. uh, My first impression of Reagan when she passed through. Uh, You and I had never met. We met through. uh, I think it was. The beautiful Tilly McGreese with uh Bella, aka Paisley, who were both like going crazy about you, and they were like, You gotta get this girl to come down there. And uh, and you and Tilly knew each other for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Since you were like very, very young, or am I thinking of, No, or no, no? Is it Till is it Paisley that you knew? Um for
1: a while? I met Tilly I uh, know, I've been knowing Paisley since uh middle school. That's the problem. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Tilly I met in twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So, but you go way back with Paisley. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, well, I'll get to that question later. we I was going to see if you guys entered the, this crazy world together. But um, but yeah, my first impression of you was, uh, here, I'm going to move the mic just a little bit closer. Um, my first impression of you was, I was like, oh, she's very quiet, so that's good. And, but also, you, you're kind of afraid. You're like, okay, I can't figure her out. But then you started cracking jokes that were hysterical. And then we went downstairs to shoot our first clip, which was me versus you. And I think I was just... A, supposed to put you in this like uh, series of like torture racks and and painful moves. And I'm explaining it to you and you're just kind of nodding, not giving me any indication that you know what you're doing or that you don't know what you're doing. But I'd, I'd gotten nothing but glowing reviews from, from the other two girls. So I was like, okay. And I forgot who was filming it. Was it?
3: Slim, I think. Was it
0: Slim? Okay. And I think I was wearing the mask and I remember I picked you up for that first torture rack and I have never heard anyone scream the way you scream. It was... I kind of felt nervous that the cops were going to show up, even though we were shooting in a fucking soundproof basement.
2: I could hear it up here on the couch.
0: And she was doing these great, like, You
2: bastard!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, I was like, do I need to go downstairs? And
0: Slim was like, just his head was back like this, you know? And <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, oh, fuck, this is gold. This is amazing. And then uh, the entire shoot, you just kept coming up with amazing, like, you know, fucking uh, defiant lines and... And uh, reacting to everything absolutely beautifully. And I was like, okay, if she's half as cool as her acting, she's going to be great.
2: You okay. could make a kick-ass merch collection with those one-all liners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you fucking bastard.
2: Phone cases, <laughs> t-shirts. sweatpants, t-shirts, sweatshirts, <laughs> hats, beanies. Whole nine.
0: And then, of course, we shot some more. <laughs> we did an amazing clip with you and Onyx the next day that was like all cunt-busting. And that was so that was much fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. was fun. And that's when you first met Faith. Yeah. You got to beat her up for like two seconds.
1: Didn't, did she do anything with Tiny? I got to make her disappear Didn't by it? touching
2: her booty. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> did. That was a cool trick.
0: I'm sure that's what makes her stick around. Um, but what's... So Tiny... Yeah, did Tiny... Tiny did, did you guys do something
1: right? with Tiny? Because I thought Tiny was... That yeah, one too. yeah. Um, I think we did, like, a knockout thing with him.
0: hmm I think he, we did our, our standard... You guys did a
1: lot of yeah. shooting and then, like,
2: a we short did amount a, of time. We did a
0: standard tiny thing, and I think you did one with uh, Onyx where she was wearing, like, the black shiny bikini. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every one of those so far has been a hit. The ones that we haven't released yet are, are getting hit up on pre-sale. So thank you so much for helping me pay my utilities. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but needless to say, I had to have you back because um, not only, you know, after we were done with... It and, um, with the shooting and putting up the previews, I just got tons of emails going, like, so when's she coming back? I'm like, shit. And I was like booked and then I was going to take the vacation. So I immediately contacted you. I'm like, let's do something in February. And here she is. Boop, uh, How did you feel about working uh, at SKW the first time?
1: Um, I had fun. Um, I will say that I've had a few people say things about how you run your production. Ooh, um tasty. But I feel like it was. Biased opinion, I, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Oh, well, you
0: know, you got to give me some more details on that deliciousness. <laughs>
1: Look at his face. Now he, now I'm he like, wants me. He wants me to be messy. Okay, so. Should I have popcorns popcorn. Be like. We should have tea right now, that We are spilling. Let's just spill. Well, the you don't tea. have to name any names. Well, okay, so you know you have enemies in this industry. I mean, I guess it,
0: uh, someone once told me if, if you're not really good at what you're doing, if you don't make a few edits.
1: Right. So just so happened not because i wanted to or anything not that i planned it that way i worked for about maybe two of your enemies prior to working with you oh so um <laughs> Why do you i was always told just like totally like i was <laughs> always told that like don't gobbling. shoot with him. He's dangerous. He's going to put you in horrible situations where you could potentially really get hurt. He shoots unsafely. His girls... They, unsafely? They, they, yeah. Is that like a direct quote? Mm. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> so the person who says unsafely, I'm like, have you read a dictionary? <laughs> like, that's like <laughs> things that they, they, they would tell me. They would say. So I was always like, skeptical of working with you but then I was like I didn't know how you worked I didn't know if like it was okay to reach out to you of or if like you just kind of see girls you want to work with and you're like yeah I want her and I was like ah, yeah, he never reached out to me I, I followed you like kind of when I first started mm-hmm. and I think they saw that I was following you and that's kind of where it was like oh don't go work for him so that
0: that says a lot right there number one they're actively watching who you like or click Follow on Which is a little creepy But um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do that With my girlfriend Like it's not You know Like she's like I. Okay I but
2: also He ghosted me For a few months Okay well that was insane. So And then When he finally met me this whole thing happened, so it's like it's not personal. He's just forgetful. Like he ghosted no, ga- me for the No, i I'm dating you just to
0: make up for ghosting you. A-
2: oh, <laughs> I'm a pity date. Okay. All right. But uh, but no, so <laughs> she picks up her phone like I'm gonna oh, go get it so, in but, it. but the
0: uh no, but the guys uh I mean the people that we have to give, you know, credit to the people. Well, not credit, but we have to give a good description of these people. Um, one of them was a guy who ran a company that I actually helped start. Not start, but I helped promote them to the point where they got started getting hits and stuff. He, like, came and begged me to put up a free gallery of his... And uh, and then later on, the friendship took a turn, and he went from zero to fuck sleeper kid for forever, which was weird to me. because like, if I don't get along with you in real life, let's let's say you and I have a disagreement, and you're like, hey, I don't want to work with you anymore. The last thing I'm going to do is go to another person and say, yeah, you shouldn't hire her because blah blah blah. Why why am I going to get in your income? Like why that's fucked up. So for them to turn around and be like, well, oh, don't go over there. He's you know he's unsafe, even though he's been practicing injury free for 21 years. You know like. Yeah, so I'm glad you answered though, because now I feel like you, you know, you came out in spite of maybe some, you know, misgivings. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, I haven't heard anyone die working with you. So <laughs> like, I was was like, 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 I
2: checked the news reports. Like, yeah. I did a background check. I paid that five dollars on the internet, You're and they the bar told really me low.
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't directly killed anybody
1: yet, so I think well, I mean, because that
2: happens all the time. I mean, I haven't heard any
1: girls that work with you say anything bad. It was just oh. the other producers, so and that, that says a lot too. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't hear any girls saying that they find him creepy or unsafe or anything like that. I don't see any news reports saying Sleeper Kid kills again. Like I'm not like <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper
2: Kid kills again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, we call him the.
2: We time no where he lives in
0: Atlanta, Georgia.
2: Sleepy time <laughs> prince.
0: Oh my God, in yes. In his dungeon. <laughs> it's of <a> doom. Permanent, <laughs> permanent sleep.
2: We heard he's got blue mats on the floor. Well, I guess that would... That, Easy to clean.
0: If you look at it from that far away, then you go, okay, if there's rival producers who shoot similar content who are telling you not to go work for him, but every other girl in the business says he's okay to work with, and it just shows you that there's two people who don't want you to, to, to share to Right. I'm like, yeah. they
1: just don't like you for whatever yeah. reason, so...
0: But it's no. That
2: but it's also, ha- I find that happens often yeah. in this industry, though. Like, you'll come across people that don't like certain people, and then they're like, "Don't work with these people," or they will like, "Try to nonchalantly ask you, like do you know these people? Oh, you do? Well, don't don't interact with them anymore because here's why.'" And in certain, oh, you know vendetta. him. Unknow
1: him now. Nah. Uh, he's an evil, go in your sadistic brain. satanist, <laughs> and he's going to see this. This is that stick from Men in Black. Look
0: at it for a second.
2: He's gonna drag <laughs> you to hell with him.
0: No. So those two producers, which I will not name because, you know, due respect, uh, went on a tirade once on Twitter and proceeded to post pictures of my girls and started drawing circles like near the bikini lines and saying, look how fat these bitches are. Look how gross these bitches are. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got emails from the two girls who were just like, what the fuck's going on on Twitter? Why are these guys attacking us? And then um, they took another girl, uh, I'm not going to name her either, who was going to go work with one of them. That girl at the last minute got a little sick. She couldn't make it. The guy got, took it personal and and basically posted her per, uh, personal medical information on Twitter. Don't work with don't work with this girl. She has epilepsy. Shit like that. And she immediately called her lawyer. And she was like, Oh, guess what? Now you're actively defaming me. And you're trying to, you know, get money out of my bank, so I'm going to stick my lawyers on you. And they immediately took down all the tweets. It was, a, it was like literally like watching cockroaches run with the lights on. Which <laughs> luckily, everybody screen grabbed the tweets because it was like, holy shit, this is fucked up. This guy's literally giving this girl's information out. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that's the reason why I'm saying that I think I know who you're talking about. Because nobody else Which knows. is yeah.
1: funny because around October... I was around that area mm-hmm. with one of them. And I was actually going give, to give him a chance again to work with. Because infamously me and him had a fallout mm-hmm. um, years ago. And um, he came crawling back and kind of gave me kind of like an eh, apology. Which he never really does. Is this Texas so, or New Jersey? Jersey.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Your face. In so he asked me to work with him in Someone else he infamously had a fallout with. Um, and sure on his w- a lot so, of fallouts. I'm pretty
0: sure on his W2 it just says Burning Bridges.
1: So, <laughs> um, I I agreed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to plan a tour to come out that way. I'm going to hit this date, this date, this date. You know, whatever. Just get whatever you can together. I'm going to work with you. Whatever. He waited until, what, two days? I'm already out there. I'm already on the East Coast. I'm already out there. You've already made your way out, yeah. And... It was like two days before we were supposed to work together, and he was like, hey, I got to cancel because so-and-so is sick and has COVID and this, that. And I'm like, whoa, she didn't just come down with COVID like yesterday. Like, this is something you've known for a while now. You know know what's impervious to COVID? A kill fee. So I asked for a kill fee, and I can literally show you the text messages. (laughs) God. I asked for a kill fee because I'm like, look, you could have told me this a week ago and I could have found something to replace this, you know, Um, if she's been sick this long. Because the message was like, oh, she's been battling this for like weeks now, is what basically the message said. (laughs) So she's on a ventilator. I'm like, if she's (laughs) definitely ill like that, you should have said something. So I asked for a kill fee, flat out messages me back and is like, That's not going to happen. Oh, you fucker. And then passes the buck on to her. It's her fault. And was like, (laughs) message her and talk to her or whatever. And like, whatever. Gave her my phone number. Gave me her phone number. I can't remember which way it went. But we ended up texting. Me and her ended up texting. And I'm like, look, if you're as sick as he's trying to say you are, then I feel like this is something that should have been communicated to me. When you were, when you first got sick like that, or if you were already, cause the way she explained it to me, she was already sick when he planned to have me come out there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was never told to me. I was never told that you were battling COVID this seriously. Sounds so dope. I was like, I feel like I deserve a kill fee or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. She was basically like, I'm going to be straight up with you. Times are hard right now. I don't have the money, but I'd be willing to kick you like some solo vids that you could do at home. And I'll pay you for doing the solo vids. And yeah.
0: So why is the girl having to deal with this when it was the...
1: So, okay, this is the thing. I was originally supposed to work with him. Mm -hmm. And then... He threw her in the mix when we were messaging back and forth and he was like, oh, I'm going to ask her if while you're out here, she wants to shoot with you, too. So when someone says that, that makes it sound, sound like either you're working together or you're like acting as liaison between me and this person. And then when he messaged me back and was like, hey, she said she wants to work with you while Just you're out here. Just based on the
0: words you're saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's crazy. Yeah, um,
1: he's like, hey, she said she wants to work with you while you're out here. So now I'm thinking that two producers that I'm working with while I'm out there. So now that everything's falling apart, she's too sick to do it, which uh, on her end, I'm from what she told me, I'm gathering. She thought she was going to be well enough to be mm-hmm. able to do it, but wasn't. And... I'm like, okay, well, none of this was communicated to me. I never knew you were sick. Like, I need, this is, like, this is fucked up. I need a kill fee. He's telling me he's not going to pay me a kill fee. And she was like, well, at first she was coming at me like her balls were fucking big because she was, like, on some, well, you never talked to me. You talked to him the whole time. Like, that was her stance at first. She was like, you never talked to me. You talked to him the whole time. So that's between you and him. And I said, well, he made it sound like either y'all were partners or he was acting as liaison. I never asked for you to book me. He said, I'm going to ask if she wants to work with you while you're out here and then let me know that you said yes. So at that point, he was acting as liaison. Am I right or am I wrong? No, no, no. Yeah. So, and just knowing the two of them,
0: they always do that. Like they'll, they'll feed like, that back and forth. Yeah. Shit. They'll feed models to each other, you know, like, Hey, you know, you hire me with this girl, then I can use her for my company, that kind of thing.
1: Right. So <sighs> that's when she was like, I guess when she saw I wasn't backing down from that shit, that's when she was like, Oh, well, okay. How about I could come up with some scripts. You can shoot them at home. I'll pay you for the scripts and then we can call it even, you know, whatever. Cause she was like, well, how much are you asking in a kill fee? I told her what I wanted, and she was like, okay, well, I can't just give you money for nothing because I don't have it like that right now, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I understand that, but we need to work this out, so she was like, oh, I'll just kick you some scripts and whatever, whatever. Scripts never came. Email never came. She was like, send me your email. I'll send you an email with <sighs> some scripts. None of that ever came. I never messaged her again, and I never talked about it again, Um Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not begging you for money. I'm not hard up for for the money or anything like that. It was just the principle yeah, of the fact. principle, yeah. Like that's all it was. Yeah, this um, was the guy.
0: This is the guy who also uh, I told I told Faith about this guy. He was the guy that when uh, there was a girl that I guess stopped wanting to work for him. Like he took it as a personal insult because these people that we're talking about the, the men in question are textbook narcissists, and he immediately called defects on her and had her, tried to have her kids taken away because he claimed that she was shooting porn in front of them at home when she was actually shooting in a different studio. And that's the kind of person that, that we're talking about. So to me, if someone like that casts a bad eye on me, I think I'm doing pretty well. But uh, but anyway, that was our downer to start off
1: with. <laughs> it was crazy. And to say that this person has like an infamous reputation for putting people on blast on social media mm-hmm. or wanting to put people's business out there, I made a comment. And it wasn't anything... That's it's the an, truth. That's an I'm not a liar. That's one thing, like people can tell mm-hmm. you, like I'm not a liar. I, like if you ask me something, I'm gonna be br- almost probably brutally honest to the mm-hmm. point where like you might want to cry, but it's at just- least I'm telling the truth. I'm the same way. Like at least I'm telling the truth. So someone asked on Twitter, um, another producer out there asked and was like, "Hey, next time you're out here, let me know. I want to work with you," and. I messaged them back, and I was like, I wish you would have said something sooner, because I was supposed to work with so-and-so, and and they bailed on me last minute, and now I kind of rearranged my trip to where I'm going home a day early, so I can't stay. You know, I wish you would have said something sooner. He then... You told me you're not going to pay me a kill fee, but you have time to message me again and be like, hey, I'd appreciate it if you don't put it out there that we bailed on you or that I bailed on you. That's nobody's business. They don't need to know who you were supposed to work with, and Did they didn't name come names? through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's true. I didn't lie. I'm not like you and making up facetious stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's true. We were supposed to work together, and you bailed on me.
0: <laughs> not like, did you name drop? Tell you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got the receipts in my phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. People burn bridges. Uh, some people do it knowingly. You know, I mean, there's this one girl I know now who literally is, is, you know, she's begging people behind closed doors to say nice things about her because she's burned so many fucking connections. And including with me, including with dear friends of mine, like I found out when I went to, to Arizona, like three or four people out there are on the same terms with her. I'm like, how could you do that? Uh, how could you let your own ego get in the way of your money? I never understood that shit. But, uh, but anyway, if anything so gives So you're you... saying
2: she basically paid people off to say nice things.
0: No, I don't know if she paid them off. I think she was begging them, just please say nice things about me. Um,
2: At that point, I'd be like, listen, if there's nothing in it for me, I don't know why you're asking <laughs> me to help you. But,
0: but if anything, yeah, so that story is a good indicator for people who haven't ever met you or heard you speak of, of how raw and blunt you are, which I love that. The night that we went out to dinner, we were exchanging stories about crazy shit, and your stories were killing me, like I was dying. You mentioned something about a fucking cat fight in Vegas, and one girl left because she was sick, and so the guy was like, I'm not going to fuck this shoot up. So he goes outside and hires a crackhead to come in. And-
2: <laughs> yes, how could you not fuck anything up with a crackhead in the mix?
0: That oh, story, God. to this day, I still tell it, probably badly, <laughs> but it's such a good story. where it's like, you know what, make, you know, when ha- life hands you lemonade, go hire a
2: crackhead. I, I, hey. I don't think life hands you lemonade. I think it hands you lemons.
0: I and mean, he's sorry, supposed
1: to turn it into lemonade, no, right. but he turned it into piss. What water. if he
0: just offered her lemonade? So
1: I mean, crackheads. Are they, hum- he turned it into a crack rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He compressed that lemon until it's like it just dried imagine up. that you're already fighting for a bonus, right? Cuz most cat fights you get like about 1500. Like basic is like 1500 if you win, 1000 if you lose. So you're going against a normal person. Imagine they go out and just tell a drug addict off the street like a random drug addict off the street, "Hey, win or lose, you're going to get at least a grand if you come in here oh, and fight this guy." Oh, did girl. not offer no grand. He was just like $500.
2: <laughs> He's like, since you're just a random crackhead that I found off the street Because $500 to
0: a crackhead is going to be like, oh, that's it. a lot of rock And so, yeah
2: Jesus Christ.
1: He would be uh, like, like No,
2: I feel you because there's been drug addicts in my family You're going to be in for the so fight of
1: your life They don't spend.
2: even, I don't even think they care about how much money it is They're just like, I'm getting money to fight a bitch Bring it on $500? Like, donkey fucking con. Because I do this on every corner every Sunday for free you're that on girl to told this? me,
1: she was like, I almost lost that fight. That was the hardest fight I think yeah. I've ever had. That's $500 to a Wait, So you fought her? No. I didn't. No. 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 Oh, okay. This is not my personal story. No, we're story. not going to name names. This is just a story that okay. another cat fighter told me so long, about know? a producer that we both worked with before. And I don't know if his company is still around or not. People, I, I was, every now and again, I get a message with people asking me about do it. This is
2: why I'm afraid to in general because it's just... The fact that you're offered a bonus if you win just incites yeah. more physical violence than I feel but is necessary. But when you're
1: going against girls that do this on a regular basis, like it That's looks way necessary. more brutal than what it really is. Like, I've for seen girls posting
2: pictures of hair like, oh, I got a trophy, and I'm just like, bro, if you know. I was to lose
1: a chunk of hair, I would be livid. Now, I did see <laughs> livid some companies, like, there's some companies I wouldn't work for. I just kind of, like, I add people on Twitter, and I kind of just sit back and kind of watch, like, how they run their shit, if mm. that makes sense. What's your sign? And I'm a Capricorn. Mm, so i'm a people watcher like i was just like i kind of sit back in the cut until i decide if i That's like my risings
2: not. yeah yeah i'm a scorpio but it's my oh birth i get son. along really
1: good with scorpios though like i'm a capricorn <laughs> i'm a leo rising and i'm a pisces moon that explains all the realness
2: <laughs> that's why i wanted to know because i was like you you explain little bits of your personality and i'm like if i just know your sign it'll make sense Absolutely. it makes all it makes sense, sense now. now
1: and then like, technically i'm a Capricorn aquarius because i was born on the capricorn aquarius because i was born january 19th so i'm a, Capri- aquarius. a
2: special one yeah special with the i have Medicaid. all of
1: the elements I'm a, I'm a... Earth, she is an fire, avatar. Air, I'm an avatar. Yes. She's the I'm last
2: kidding. airbender. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: But anyway, so the, um... I don't know anything about astrology.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, for the people that are astrology nuts out there...
0: All two of you. That I
2: don't know her signs... Yes. Hire her so, because yes. she's real. You know, you know she's, she's real. And I can attest to her acting skills because I literally almost got up off the couch. If I wasn't so damn lazy... I would have gone off the couch and I'm like... Is my boyfriend really hurting someone right now? Like, what is She's going dying on? In there. Because no, you were so loud. Like, usually it's like muted. Like, I can't hear like word for word what, what's happening, but I could hear word for word. You were like, "Let me go, you fucking asshole!" This fucking hurts. Like, ah, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening down I'm there? Sorry. I've never heard this. But come when he was like,
1: we were just kind of standing there. Uh, everybody tells me that though. Like, when they're when I first work with someone and they're like explaining to. me, okay this is what needs to be done you need to say this you need to do this you need to end up here this is what's going to happen do this move like this I'm just kind of like uh-huh okay because I'm soaking it all in and then like I don't know it's like when it's time to happen it's like Something I else happened. because
2: I'm I'm very much the same where I'm just like yep uh-huh yep mm-hmm okay got it yep mm-hmm, I'm trying to make sure to I'm this, like mm-hmm. taking it all in and then when I do it they're like oh wait you actually know what you're doing And I'm like yeah I was listening Did you yeah not think I, I, just I was listening to understand I'm what sorry. you needed <laughs> <know. laughs> like when I'm listening it appears different than other people like I'm just like yes like I'm I got really that part. actively
1: listening I'm like, like creating
2: a checklist in my mind you know like a Google Doc of what needs to happen yes. Because I've been (laughs) at shoots
1: where, like, you know, the girls aren't paying attention or they're, like, not really taking in what needs to happen. And now we're stuck doing a 20-minute clip and it's taking us, like, three hours to fucking get it done. Like, it's aggravating. But
2: also, now that I have also started my own producer journey, I understand it from a different point of view as well. From, like, you're you're eating up my time in a different way now. Like, you know, because when you're there, you're getting paid for your time. So it's, like, annoying, but it's less annoying because you're just, like... All right, I'm just kind of here. But when you're trying to get stuff done, and people are like
1: trying you have to, to just get it waste done time, like you're like,
2: I'm trying to not be disrespectful, but like, can you please pay attention to what I'm trying to say so we can like get this done? Because once we get this done, you can do whatever you want to do.
0: Well, that's what we were talking about earlier with safety. You have to be able to listen and get instruction right. And one of the things that we do that you found out we do when uh, you you know you came down, and that's what I think. It's not. It's not. It's not angering. It's not maddening when people say that shit about us because it's just more like th- disappointing. It's like, dude, we worked so hard to be safe for the last 20, 21 mm-hmm. years, and uh, and to have someone out there, you know, say that we weren't, uh, especially when one of the people that you were talking about literally was doing pile drivers on mats this big, this thick, and I'm holding my fingers about an inch apart, you know. And so, like, no, you're not. You you just give a girl a script and say, hey, do this. That, look at this photo. Do this, because they could get hurt. But when you came down to work with Tiny, for example, it always takes us a long time to shoot those because we have to walk you through every single thing. And he's so big, like (laughs) yeah,
1: girl, yeah. He's so big (laughs) that it's like you, um, like you really do have to pay attention because it's like I feel like if he moved the wrong way, I would get seriously injured. (laughs) But he's also—I didn't know this until after I shot with him a few times,
2: but he's also like a pro in wrestling. Like he's also trained on his own. Well, I wouldn't be asking Vizante. him to do those moves
0: if he wasn't a trained so, pro. So
2: he also can teach you, cause he's also given me like tips on how mm-hmm. to make it easier on my end of like, hey, if you put your arm this way and like this, like you'll be able to support yourself while I'm also supporting you. Cause like the one handed chokes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for a while, I, I like I, he could see that I was like, didn't know where to put my hands. And he's like, put them here and here. So he, that, that made me feel more comfortable because I'm like, okay, like he knows what he's talking and about. And the good thing is
0: also when you're, when you're trained, I did my own pro training. He did his. The first thing they teach you, if it's a good teacher, isn't so much how to take the bumps but how to make sure that if you do it wrong or someone jumps the wrong way, that you can readjust so you don't hurt them Correct it. and you can redirect the energy to something else. I've, I've taken pl- plenty of bumps to my shoulders, to my neck. When a girl doesn't jump the right way, I know she's going the wrong way. I'll shift so I can land the right way. It'll hurt, but I'll make sure that they're okay. And he's the same way, except that he can probably handle it better because he's so powerful.
2: He's like six foot something. Leg. Yeah, he's like, he's 13, ma- giant. Feet tall, six like. <laughs>
0: thirteen feet tall. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the one. With oh you my guys. gosh, it was the one where you guys were. Uh, te- I forget what it was. It was like the thong panties thing, and he did a whole like baby rag doll thing with them. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That you know, was fun. Okay, so let's go back. I don't want to lose control too much because I do want to start with your origin story. Like, I really want to know how you got into the business. Like, when you did your first modeling shoot. Like, when did it turn from regular? I've actually
2: seen you work with a lot of people that I started out in the industry with, and I was curious to talk about it. We can talk about it later if you want, but mm-hmm. it's just oh, we like it. because I grew up in New England, so when mm-hmm. I first started modeling, I was kind of introduced in like this ring of people that had like other intentions. Um, so when you started, did you start like just modeling or were you kind of in like yeah,
0: both at, at the let's, same time? Start beginning, okay. we'll crisscross with that. So
1: let's start at the beginning. The year is 1997. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was born. <laughs> young Kyla is about <laughs> six years old at this time. Um, and my dad, okay, so I used to like God, put you on- six these... years
0: old when I was two years out of-
1: I used to put on these, like, You're shows for my mom and my dad when they would get off of work, right? Like, me and my sister used to memorize scripts or, like, songs. And, like, we would sing and dance and everything. And I think at that point, my dad was like, okay, this kid likes to entertain. I need to, like, get her into something she can, like, channel this energy into besides, like, making her sister act like a beanbag and push her down the stairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 so um, he put me in my first like modeling classes so that like that's where I learned like modeling etiquette. Um, it was mostly like runway and um, so you print photography.
2: For that interesting, okay.
1: It was mostly runway and print photography. Um, but they taught us like etiquette, like how to properly eat at a dining setting how to properly get in and out of a limo or in and out of a car, and like stuff like that. Like, really, like, like, like princess real, training, basically. <laughs> so, there's some work for that, isn't it? there isn't like a
2: it's just basically called etiquette. Etiquette. School.
1: Like, etiquette finishing. Has... Like
0: when you go to finishing school. Yeah. Like finishing school. They also
1: call it that, but they're the like older term. finishing school. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the Finishing like, school just sounds. That's for like the rich
2: girls on daddy's. Birth. Just sounds weird,
0: weirdly sexual. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm right, going guys. to finishing school. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I just keep it's doing so... this, nothing happens. You need to go to finishing school. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a different type got of feeling.
0: You one-on-one on your face, one-on-one in a sock.
2: That's, that's for like They're a gonna those happy
1: endings at that's, that's
2: health class. They also
0: give you You should have paid more attention in middle
2: school.
0: Okay, so you were uh, being taught to wipe and all that stuff. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? No. Front to back, ladies. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, I've been doing your mom my whole life. <laughs> that explains that. Whoa, so, um, what? <laughs> um, after that, I started doing, like, competitions. So, this the school, the classes I was I was taking, they would take like their top students and like interest in these competitions and stuff. So I started getting into these modeling competitions where basically at the end, it's like a thousand, two thousand kids, all of these conventions. At the end they only pick like five at most, maybe three Damn. out of That's two thousand like kids, child right? Wild edition America's next top model. So it basically was and it was like a like 3 4 days long every day they would eliminate people and like we were at these oh conventions gosh. um and you're competing for commercials or for just to be seen cuz um i got to meet uh the model Giselle the um Bunchin Bunchkin? Bunchkin the which she was in um the Victoria's Secret model So Giselle Bunchkin Yeah
0: she was married to a- Fucking one, big football player. Tom I got Bradley's to meet.
1: Player. I got to meet her. She was like one of the judges for one of the days um, yeah, at one of the awesome. conventions. Cool. He's
0: stunning. Yeah.
1: And um, I think I have a picture with her. I think my dad has it. Wait, she married but, Seal,
0: the singer. I think.
2: We're,
1: that's no, off God.
2: topic. Sorry, um.
1: I said tangents
0: are welcome here. I will talk about Seal for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss okay. Me Rose, everybody in one. And it's I like, love that song.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. So, so you met Giselle? Um, yeah, so um at that point, I'm like, I fucking love this shit. This is what I want to fucking do. I'm Damn, gonna girl, like. six year old, you need to stop talking that way. Jesus.
2: <laughs> Mama, like, fucking love
1: this shit! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did it Did you yeah. This is the etiquette class Yeah! We spent all this money. I make
0: sure like, like, enunciate the G <laughs> in the word fucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I swear, do it right. right,
0: right go ahead, sorry.
1: So. Um, I ended up the last competition I went to. I guess I got saw I got seen by some some scouts that were there. I ended up losing the competition. I came in like first runner up. So, I didn't get first, second or third. I came in first runner up and that like put me out of the loop for whatever commercial they were competing for at the time because they said I didn't I didn't have acting skills. Fuck you. Mm. So,
2: I've been turned on by so Um. many
1: things.
2: (laughs) Like that, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they were like,
1: she's a cute kid. And like, what was brutal about these competitions? Because I can remember this vividly. They would literally pick you apart while you were standing up here. We're like eight years old. And they're like... Yeah, you're a cute kid. Like, they would tell you stuff like, yeah, you're really cute. You have a good look. You have a nice smile. Um, I don't know who picked out your runway clothes for today, but your walk was on point. Um, When we asked you to read those lines, you didn't know what a trapper keeper was. So we're going to have to. I'm like, I'm fucking eight. What the yeah. fuck? I don't fucking know what a Trapper Keeper is. How am I supposed to talk about something like I know what it is when I don't know what the fuck it is? I got yelled at in school
0: because I do not know how to say the word chaos. Because I'd never heard the word chaos before. I'm sitting there going, and then there was endless Chouse everywhere. <laughs> Chouse. <Chals.
1: laughs> <laughs> Victor Chouse. And we were
0: surrounded by Debris. Debris.
2: <laughs> All that Chouse and Debris <laughs> made me So itch. much Debris
0: that makes the Chouse. <laughs> I didn't you know that Bugle was bugle, I kept saying Buckle. Because I was in fourth grade. I know what the fuck a Buggle.
1: bugle was. Like That's so cute. It's though. weird I what adult adults voice? will yell at kids for. It's like, dude, chill the fuck out. I'm only eight.
2: Like if you explained it to me, maybe I would have done she better. Just not know how to say the word trapper keeper.
1: Furry squad! <laughs> Eliminate her. <laughs> so um I end up going back home. And, like, I'm getting taken out of school for this. Like, I'm missing school for this. So, at some point, my dad was like, you're missing way too much fucking school. You don't hang out with kids your age. You act like a 45-year-old woman. (laughs) Like, I was, like, I was the most adult child you ever... I was so adult that my nickname was Momo. They would call me (laughs) Momo. Like, that was my nickname. So... My dad's like, look, you can't miss all this school for that. And then he had got a phone call. Can I ask call. what the
0: correlation was, the correlation was between that word and because you said it, they called you what?
1: Oh, grandma, momo. Oh, because I didn't know what that was short for. Mama. Oh, momo. Okay. Like basically, yeah. she
2: was so adult she was trying to take care of other people. See, like, like momo yeah, like in mother my
0: side, a, it, there's a different meaning to all that. But yeah, it's okay, cool. Yeah, grandma, momo. So it's like if someone called everyone like has a
2: different them, pet name or like pseudo name yeah. yeah, or for grandma or grandma. In Louisiana, we'd be like grandma. Oh uh, my here heart. it's like... Because my grandma, when she became a grandma again, was like... They'll call me Gigi. I call her grandma, but she has a certain group of children in our family call her Gigi for, like, great-grandma or gorgeous grandma. Yeah, I've I don't fucking know, like heard, they know what heard, the like, fuck it's supposed to mean for her. I've heard, like, like
1: Gam Gam and Meemaw and, and stuff like See, that. See, my my nephew calls my mom Mimi, so... That's yeah. what my
2: my ex-stepdad's mom is called, is Mimi. Because every grandma in my family was called something different. Like, <laughs> some of them are like, just call me by my first name because I'm a Because if you person. just call them
1: all Grandma, they'd be like... They would all answer, so... <laughs>
2: well, not even that, because most of them weren't even at the same function at the same time. It was that specific to where they were just like, I'm going to control this situation because I don't want to be called grandma, so you're going to call me this instead. Yeah. Okay. So, That's a whole
0: other
1: podcast. People are particular. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, apparently, from what my dad told me, he got a call and they wanted me to go stay with a... And a lot of people don't know this, that they do this with kids. So, if they like the kid, but they're like, "Eh, fuck the parents, we'll keep the kid, they'll send the kid to go live with a foster family. So, my dad got a call. They wanted me to do some commercial, and they were like, we'll send her to go live with a foster family in New York. We'll take care of all her expenses, everything, whatever. And my dad was like, fuck no. You know what people do to kids when they're alone by themselves? Like, hell no. So, he was like, yeah, no, you're going to focus on school. But then I kept gravitating back to it and I found myself um I want to say a couple years after I graduated from high school I saw an ad on Craigslist I know iffy I saw an ad on Craigslist I'm like
2: ah.
1: and it was uh
0: um I found an, I found a model that, that, that worked for us for like 10 years so not on it, Craigslist
2: I yeah <laughs> I'm just, because I grew up this in was the age This before the Craigslist killer. Like,
1: before killers. the murders. Yeah. Before, before okay, the killers, okay, I grew up where
2: I was young enough to where all that mattered was after the Craigslist This killer. was
1: probably during his killing spree where nobody knew he was the Craigslist <laughs> killer, He wasn't okay? caught yet. Yeah, yeah so he no one the knew radar. there was, a, was, it nice was enough, enough not was still <laughs> It was semi-spake. Craigslist was
2: still Craigslist.
1: So this guy in to New Orleans was like... I'm looking for models to come. I'm trying to do a fairy painting thing or whatever. And fun. he was like, I'll pay you like 80 bucks. And I'm like, Okay, fine, cool. I'll give it a try. It was like my first, like, it was a completely new shoot. Um, and he paid me my money. I did the shoot, he sent me some edits, and it came out pretty cool. And I'm like, Hey, you know what, I can get paid to do this shit. So <laughs> I kind of got away from it. I, I went to college, I focused on school, graduated. And then I always found myself gravitating back. So at this point in my life, I end up back at um, this mom and pop kind of modeling agency in a town in Louisiana. And um, they mostly do fashion shows. But fashion shows do not pay a lot of money. Mm -mm. Either they want to pay you in exposure. Right. They either want to pay you in exposure or they want to pay you in swag. So like (sighs) they'll give you a lot of shit. Except for money. Like, they would be like, you can have whatever you want, except for money. Mm-hmm. You, you want to take buy those a lot of home? things that cost take money. Take those clothes home. You want no, you're this gift back? Cash. You'll get this gift back. But you don't you cat? fucking no, ask you for any fucking money. You describe, okay?
0: So you just described pro wrestling, independent pro wrestling, but without the swag. Pro wrestling is, hey, we'll pay you 25 bucks to drive 600 miles to do a 10-minute show, but you'll get exposure and people will fucking do that shit. It's kind of the same fucking... That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, like, yeah.
2: doing fetish wrestling pays more than doing pro wrestling. Legit
0: wrestling. I have pro wrestlers that visit us and I'm just like, are you sure you don't... You know, I know you just got signed to a big company. Are, do you still want to come down? To, if not, it's okay. I know you got this big contract. She's like, oh yeah, I still need to make money. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so how okay. how much are they paying you? She's like, don't ask. You know, oh, it's wow. Like, fuck, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, okay. In that way, <laughs> it's Most similar. Most people do it because they
2: love it. Right, like when you really love something, you don't care about the money that you're making because it's what
0: you're into. Yeah, wrestling is a passion. And in some ways, I'm sure modeling as well. Right. It's a fucking passion.
1: I mean, it's passionate, but if you're going to have me at these practices four or five times a week. And then we're going through these runway shows and we're coming up with all this stuff. And then we got to do all these dress rehearsals and I got to starve the day of the show and all this, like I want to get paid. Yeah. Like at that point, no amount, by the time we're done, the clothes aren't even going to fucking fit me (laughs) because I'm hungry. (laughs) Like, so, um, at some point I remember I'm a heavy believer in manifestation. So I remember at some point, um, a photographer in Houston who had his own magazine reached out to me. He saw some some of my work on Facebook and he goes, hey, I want you to come and be the cover of my magazine and I'll pay you for your travel, whatever. And I'm still signed to this agency. So at this point, um, because I found my own job, that was my loophole in my contract because they can only get... I think it was like 15 or 20 percent of jobs that they booked me. And um, I ended up finding this job myself. So they couldn't really take the money or whatever I was making from the magazine sales or anything like that. So it didn't serve them a purpose. So I got called in the office and they were like, hey, we're going to let you out of your contract. And I was like,
3: yes. Mm -hmm.
2: That's why I'm so iffy about agencies, because like yes, they help you book work, but they're doing it because they're making money. If you don't work, they're not making money. Right. If you're not, if so they don't find the you work, of then so it's from the standpoint of how they make out in the situation, rather than how you make out in the situation. Because you're basically like their product. They couldn't that find a selling. way to
1: profit off of it. They knew they couldn't ask for any money I was getting because they didn't find me the job. So they kept looking for ways to try to insert themselves in the situation. But they couldn't really find one. So So then they
2: let you go? They let me go. They let me out of my contract.
1: And they were like, basically, hmm. when I got into the meeting, they were like... We're going to let you out of your contract. And I. at first, I was like, why? But then you have to ask yourself, everything you've been asking for is going to come to you. And sometimes you're not going to understand, like, the way it comes to you.
2: Exactly. Well, so universe, that was my blessing in disguise with, with them letting me out. You have to purge things that you might not be ready to let go of. But the universe is like, hey, if you let go of this, there's a better there's door. There's something else going there's on something here. else. But you need to make room for it first because you can want things all you want you can try to manifest things but if you don't have the room in your life to make the effort for it it's not gonna come it's not
1: gonna come to you like that ironically
0: enough the best way for me to not reach out to you for work is for for a model to tell me she has an agent she's like, oh, contact my agency. I'm like, nope, not going through that. Because And it's like that it.
1: with photographers yeah. too. Like if you tell them that you're signed to an agency, they'll just be like, I'd nope. rather just deal with you one-on-one versus mm-hmm. having to deal with this triangle yeah. of people because. And then I'm getting these guys. To and they're like, like that, I'd rather you get all yeah, the money.
0: That the girls can only be there from X time to X time. That they're going to take X percent out of everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, okay, I just wanted to, you know, pay someone to come and do some independent contract model work. And now it's this whole fucking thing. So yeah.
1: So after that, did you start going more towards like the freelance modeling industry? Yes. So after they cut my my ties, I just kind of like dove headfirst into it. I was working a call center job at the time, and I I remember I hated that fucking job so much. Mm-hmm. And I
0: I had two of those. <laughs> I worked a
1: split shift this particular day, and this is the day I was like. I had my 50 cent moment. I was like, I'm going to get rich or die trying.
3: Because
1: <laughs> i 50 fitting, cent moment. I had my 50 cent moment. Mm-hmm. I'm so serious. So I was supposed to work a split shift. It's, it's I mom, came in. That's
0: the mom
2: spaghetti moment. <laughs> well, I came proper. in at know, like know, saying,
1: six equivalent. in the morning. I was supposed to get off at noon. So I think I worked from six to noon. And then I was supposed to come back at two and work from like two to 10 at night or something I like that. On a phone? This so, is like... I got off at 12 and I remember sitting there. I clocked out. I remember sitting at my computer and I was like, fuck this shit. Either I'm gonna model for a living or I'm just gonna be a bum on the street because this is not what I wanna do with the rest I mean, of my why life. Not both? We
2: are so similar. I right, have those hard ultimatums in my head too. I'm like, we either have the worst of the fucking worst or we go out Oh, over you could the be like a hot life. homeless
0: model like, you know
2: <laughs> the
0: newest in trash bags <laughs> In
2: New York City just like
0: You know, what that girl does wrapping cardboard around her body you will not That's, that's me on
2: new the cover of
0: <laughs> No, it's like the spin-off so it's like breezy wear <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: on the newspaper, guys <laughs> Don't yeah. read the I mean, article like, about homelessness <laughs> I'm on the cover She's
1: like Holy sonic like, will be fabulous for food <laughs> So that's when I was like, I'm going to take this serious. I made my Model Mayhem. My magazine was just coming out at the time. I also had a calendar coming out. There was like two other models from my town that he also reached out to that he gave a magazine and a calendar to. So all three of us got together and we threw a calendar release party. And when I tell you, I don't know if you ever heard the saying that like people that are from your hometown, they'll talk like the most shit about you before like, and you'll make it somewhere else before yeah, you make it, like, where you're from. but you want to know from. why
2: that happens? is because you guys went through the same shit, essentially, and you went somewhere different, whereas they're still in the same shit, and that's why they talk the most shit about you, is exactly. because they know where you came from and where you ended up, and they're envious, they're jealous, that's why they talk when the most When I
1: show you these girls, the night of my calendar release party, I get, like, all these messages, like people are taking screenshots, like there's a secret group on Facebook, like just talking about, you know, she's having a party tonight at the club. Are you going? Are you going? And I'm getting all these screenshots. And girl, I had people, they're talking, they're like, she's selling a new calendar for $30. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, but I'm making like, 300 bucks a day selling that new calendar for $30 and your boyfriend bought one one. one. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) I had people from my high school Screenshotting my Instagram (laughs) to my mom like my mom wasn't already following me like you guys if you were gonna try that hard You should look who's following me. They were screenshotting my modeling pictures to my mom being like your daughter's a porn star Like all this shit. I'm like so what I'm taking care of myself. What are you doing living in your mom's basement? Good job like, they Dude. would try the most to degrade me to my mom. I had people who knew me from my childhood telling my mom that if they raised me, I would have turned out better. Mm. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Because I don't even think you guys it realize. It was the craziest
1: shit. Like, one of the screenshots I got was an ex-boyfriend of mine like, oh like, talking shit with, like, <laughs> all these other girls that were always talking shit about me for some reason. And I don't even know these girls in person. Like, I really don't. They just know me from dating him. So, like... They were all on this, like, thread talking shit or whatever. And I remember specifically one of them commented and was like, are you going to go to her party tonight or are you going to? Because they were like, she's charging. They're charging $20 at the door. And, da, 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 and I remember the girl was like, are you going to go to her party tonight or are you going to buy a calendar? And his comment back was like, why would I buy a new calendar her when I got to see her like that in person? I'm not. I'm good. LOL. Tell this day. This man stays in my inbox trying to talk to me till this day. tell this day. It really be like that. He sends me money via Cash App for my birthday. <laughs> this man remembers my birthday and we dated 10 years ago. Wow. Think about that.
2: It really be like that. I have people from my high school that buy my shit constantly. And some of them are the people that used to bully me in high school. And I'm just like Full circle, baby. This is a full Those circle same moment. Those
1: girls. Y'all
2: be talking shit, but your boyfriends be buying my shit.
1: They were really like, oh, they're not going to sell out that club. <laughs> Nobody's going to go to go buy their stuff. When I tell you, we literally had to have... We had our own security at the club, but we had to have the police like basically shoo people away. The line was out the door around the corner to k- get into our fucking party that yeah. night. You made it. Like... Those girls that were talking all that shit on those posts, it didn't even take a whole month. I want to say like maybe two weeks later, one of them for sure was in my inbox. Can you put me on?
2: (laughs) That's seriously how it goes. Can you put me on? Oh
1: my God.
2: I (laughs) have so (laughs) many girls from my school be like, how did you? into modeling I've always wanted to model I'm like figure it out for yourself that's what I had to weren't do, you do. just saying
1: that I was I, I had weren't to you, sell my ne- my naked really? pictures for 30 bucks weren't there you was, just selling I'm selling myself I'm a sellout I'm was, a
2: whore there was,
0: a, there was an individual from my mm. high school who I mean we got, it wasn't like a bully situation we got along fine and we were good friends up until college and then we just kind of split directions and then many, many moons later I found this person on Facebook and I was just, hey, how's it oh, going? Nice Everything fun. going okay? <laughs> you know, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing fine. And then I was... I was. Are you getting more wine? Do you want some
1: more? Can I, I was going
2: to offer
1: beer? you some more, but I didn't... I... Yeah, I'll give you some more. Just a... She's like, you know I want some more
2: few, wine? Just a few sweets. <laughs> a, <if> you want to <laughs> pour <it laughs> yourself, pour it yourself. I'll bring you the bottle. Okay.
1: okay. Um, you don't even have to get up. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: we sincerely apologize for
1: the loud noise.
2: I, I enjoy we're these
1: socks. I can assure you, the
0: sleeper kid is sober. You today. ever seen that
1: episode of South Park with the, <laughs>
0: with the BP oil
1: spill? We're sorry. <laughs> but um, we didn't
2: mean it. But yeah, no, it was
0: a guy that I knew in, um, uh, in college. I mean, sorry, in high school. And then we split ways. And I kept, you know, I was trying to reconnect with old people. I was like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, sometime in the future we should hang out. And he always kept skirting the issue and getting out of it. And uh, and it was like three years later, I was just like, I was talking to another high school friend about it, and I was like, yeah, I can never get so-and-so to come and hang out, and he was just like, yeah, he doesn't uh, he doesn't really wanna be around you. And I'm like, did I do something? And he's just like, no, no, you, 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 you know, you guys were pretty good friends, just that he his life hasn't given him a whole lot of success, and when he sees that you have some, he says he, don't, he doesn't want to be around that, it'll make him feel better, worse about himself. And I'm just like,
1: wait, what? And that's a weird mind frame to me because I always, always felt so like if you surround friends, yourself yeah. with people who are doing things you want to do or emulating the, the life or the things that you want, yeah. then that should motivate yeah. you to want to do it. That's like weird. That's like... People that are like bums, but hang around other bums and think success is going to come to them, mm-hmm. you need to surround yourself with people who are doing things that you want to do if you 're like not elevating people. right
0: and to me like i 've always been so happy with with my friends successes and like you know and if they 're ever having a hard time and, and they they publicly ask for some some help i 'll be there to do it because like I know how life goes. she can go bad at the drop of a hat, she can go really well, and it can stay like that for a while and then go bad at the drop of a hat it 's like to not want to be around somebody else because you know, they worked differently in life to get the things that they wanted, it's, it's kind of alien to me. If anything, I would love to be around you – know, some of my best friends were, were people – one of my best friends in the world and my mentor is, is one of the biggest uh, comic book writers in the world. And I love being around that man because he just exudes all these – It's like of, that energy yeah. just like – And he just freely gives all this advice, information that I've always used you know, in life. But, uh, Truly
1: yeah. successful people don't mind sharing like their nuggets of no, secrets no, and secrets and stuff it. like because that you know I what? hate those gatekeeping ass motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I've always found something weird about people who don't want to tell you like even as petty as like when you ask like you ever ask the girl like where they got their clothes from or ask somebody like I had I had a cousin and I don't fuck with her till this day. I don't care how how much blood we are. She I would she would like literally gatekeep everything. Like, she, we'll be riding in her car, and she has a CD that she burned. And I'm like, oh, I like that song. Who's on that song? She would swear to God she didn't know who was on the song or what the name of the Did song was. Just because she didn't want me to go out and download it for myself and have those it. Like, it's though, weird. I've
2: noticed that, that those traits in people say a lot more Guys about Guys don't them. do that. I mean, actually, I've met some guys that do, that do get keep a lot. Because you know what it is? They feel like they had to struggle so hard to find whatever it is that they found or do whatever it is that they do. It's, it's an ego thing of, like, if I had to go through all this trial and tribulation... You're gonna have to go through all this shit to figure out what I figured out. I've never, I've never met a
0: man. I've never met a woman who's done that. I have never met anybody who's done that. But yeah, I, I'm. That's so. That's another thing that's alien to me. Like to me, if someone comes in my house, hey man, you know what kind of speakers are those? I'd be like, oh, they're you know this brand. This I'm brand the same brand. Brand. You put them like,
1: on Like if you're like, hey, I like this. I'll be like, oh, it was a. This jacket, I got it on sale. It was $10 at Ross. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, like I'm going to tell you exactly where I got it from. Like, they, I don't know. Females are weird. <laughs> it's not just they're females, weird. Though. And when you say you prefer to hang around men, they look at you like, oh, you're a hoe. That's why you want to hang around men. And it's like, we no, so because similar. y'all are so fucking catty. <laughs> like, behind they're stupid fake. shit. It's,
2: it's the fakeness. All I said yeah. was I like your you dress.
1: All I said was I like your dress, and I like where did you get it from. I didn't say I wanted the exact same color. I didn't say any. I like your dress. It's a competition. What do they say
0: thing. to that specific question? It's I because like your dress. Where did you get it from? What will they be like? Oh, I don't don't know. pretend I, they
1: didn't. I they just woke up and it was. They won't one day. tell you. Though I don't. out of my closet. Oh, oh where yeah. was it before it was think in it, your closet i don't know i don't i don't i you know I got, what i really don't it. remember i think it was a gift or maybe i i had it for so long i don't remember where it came from i don't but it's a
2: thing that from a man's perspective it'll just look like two females having a normal as conversation but the other female is gonna be like why are you being defensive signatures that you it pick is. up
1: on that you can tell when they genuinely don't know or they don't remember. And then you can tell when it's, they're gatekeeping mm. where it came because from.
2: Because most of the time it is. It's like Because I've always been that way of like, oh, this old thing? Like Because today on the plane, the stewardess was like, girl, I love your outfit. I was like, girl, this whole thing is from Shein. Like these boots, Shein. Look at how cute they are.
0: I, I literally for just dollars like I just did a 90-minute fucking podcast and just released it last week. Uh, so if you guys want to go back to that one, check it out, where I outlined, like, fact by fact, date by date, how I started this company, because I, I and I've always been. Uh, people have asked me so many times, man, I really want to do something like you do. How did you get started? You know, and that's a you can't answer that question in three sentences. You know, so there's a lot of sh- stories. It's a story. lot of like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a yeah. Whole yeah. lot of
1: stuff. A whole YouTube how do you, video. My
0: favorite one is, how do you get your models? I'm like, I pay them. You know, and then,
1: uh, wait, so, okay, I have a You're about
0: like, wait, you pay
1: them? It, it, they get paid? I, I, I came out here and got ragged all for free. <laughs> oh, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Got, I did it we for the free We get you from food. free swag, okay? We, get, <laughs> we got free food. That's I got you that, that
0: half-filled bottle there so of, of conditioner. Some
1: people really don't know that models like money because. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I like paying my bills like every other pedestrian. So they don't know that. Okay, so I have um, a friend of mine. I've been That's knowing like so many him models for did, like, years.
0: 65-year-old crusty billionaires because they're crusty.
1: We like the I crust. I don't think it's because of the crust. I it adds a little flavor. A little cheese stuff. Sustainability. Sorry, go ahead. Cheat? But, what? but my I have a friend. He's a videographer now. And he hired me to do some music videos for him. And he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't know. Like, he said, you're the first model I've ever hired. Mm -hmm. He said, so I didn't know the etiquette of reaching out to a model and negotiating and having them come out and work for me. Sure. And he was like. I didn't realize that, you know, okay, this is a whole negotiation process. And then, you know, either you're going to come with your fee or I'm going to offer something. Or he was like, I thought you just, hey, you want to do a music video? And they just show up. And he was like, (laughs) I just kept getting turned down and turned down and turned down. And I couldn't understand why until one girl blew up on me and was like, you need to fucking pay me. (laughs) And he was like, I'm like, okay, that's all anybody had to say. I really, but some people really didn't. He really doesn't know. He's a videographer. Some people
2: don't know. I get newbies come to me all the time. Like, I have this one guy I've been working with who wants to. He, he's starting his company. I'm the first girl he's ever worked with. So he's like, Do you have any friends? Like, would it be weird if I contacted people that I know in my personal life and asked them if they wanted to work for me type stuff? And I was like, Honestly, like, if you start a conversation and you tell them what it is up front, I don't think it's going to be that weird. Like, some people just have that social anxiety of, like, how do I communicate this yeah, to someone? Yeah, like, without he them genuinely it the didn't
1: understand.
2: Because some people think of, like, they're going to think I'm prostituting them or that I'm trying to pimp them out or something, even if it's something as normal well, as, like, online, a music so, video. So,
0: online uh, communication is best if, we're gonna, if I'm going to give you that fuck, give the advice now on my, on my side of things. Walking up to somebody like a target or at a pool or a fucking gym and saying, here's my card. I shoot people in my fighting in my basement. Probably not the best way. <laughs>
2: here's my you know, card.
0: Uh, not the best Call way to go me. about it. No, just, there's no way that that's going to come across as nothing but creepy. You could be the most handsome man in fucking handsome land and still some girl's going to be like, well, this guy's going to kill me. Um, now, if you're a woman... Let's say if I gave Faith a bunch of cards and she was at the gym, she's like, girl, you look good. You know what? I work for this company that does this. Maybe. Maybe that'd be, that would not be a little more comforting because it's like, oh, she's a model. She's not the person who's running the thing, you know? Maybe. But that's the only thing I could think of outside of contacting someone online, offering them a fucking fee that they find fair.
1: Well, that's how I got here was... Yeah. Bella recruited me mm. and was like,
0: "Oh, we need to move on." So yes, <laughs> so let's go on. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk also about. Moment. Let's let's go ahead and fast forward to um you know, you started doing the the, the glamour model right so um, and how did that I'm morph into modeling, yeah what you're doing now?
1: And it morphed because at some point Bella were friends on Facebook because we've been knowing each other for so so many years. Um, she saw a lot of my work and she was like. I don't normally like extend an olive branch to people like this, and you know, bring them in and want to take them under my wing like this. But she was like, "I see that you're taking this seriously. Every time I'm on Facebook, I see you're promoting yourself, you're pushing yourself, you're always coming out with new work." She was like, "What if I gave you some of my contacts out of Dallas?" And she was like, "We can go from there." She was like, "I'd be willing to put my name on the line for you, you know, whatever." So, me and her exchanged phone numbers. We got to talking. So, one day, she messages me, and she's like, how do you feel about wrestling? And I was (laughs) like, I like to wrestle. At that point, I was taking uh, MMA. Oh, okay. So, she was like, I was like, I like wrestling. And she was like, okay, how do you feel about fighting? And I'm like... I've been in a brawl or two. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm like, where is this going? It's not <laughs> something
0: I do on the regular, but yeah.
1: So she's like, okay. Um, how about I have a couple of wrestling producers? Um, she was like, it's all safe. Most of this is gonna be scripted. You know, whatever. Um, I could get you their contact information. I'll let them know that I'm sending you. You message them. They're all out of Dallas. You know, and go from there and that's basically how I started so I started off doing like the scripted stuff first um and then the cat fighting thing just kind of came maybe a month after that um I got a message from a cat fighter a uh, fighting producer out in Dallas and he was like hey I'll pay you to do basically a one and done kind of fight where like the first person who taps loses or whatever like, It'll both be both of you guys' first fight, so you don't have to worry about going against somebody who is, like, seasoned in this or, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm. And that shit was fun as fuck. So then I was like, okay, I'm down. Like, let's do this. Like, And then I started finding out all these different fetishes and, like, this whole new world. And I was like, you know what? This is a nice... I look at it as a break from still photography. yeah. So... This is, like, my getaway from still photography when I'm tired of shooting with creepy photographers. Yeah.
2: That's so... Because
1: sometimes they get a little creepy, you know, like... It's so funny because
2: we live, like, almost like a pseudo-life, but it's, like, different. Because I've still, to this day, never done a catfight. But I got started because this producer hit me up on Twitter back when I was trying to start a Twitter that only had one follower for, like, over a year. (laughs) it was sad and then this producer hit me up and was like do you want to do some fetish wrestling and i had no idea what the fuck that even meant and i didn't care because modeling was slow i had just moved to a new state i was trying to do the modeling thing because i had done that for a while that was like my go-to so i got started doing the wrestling thing and then just this whole new world like
1: aerial, just like literally everything the just song, like it just oh, opens no, up no. next thing you know you're doing <laughs> balloon fetish and <laughs> you I'm you're doing
2: wedgies. You're doing <laughs> you're doing wedgies. You're doing
1: you're getting hypnotized. You're I'm doing boxing. I'm sort sure of
0: thinking they're gonna take Faith's Disney card away. She just said a whole new world was was Ariel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Aladdin Aladdin <laughs> I thought about that As I was seeing I had it, to say Because I, like, I know There's oh, going to be I'm Like stupid.
0: five people out there Going like Well I was going to Order No it's about the, the same that.
2: thing That I did with the Cammy Lee versus Chun-Li I was like Mortal Kombat oh, And then no. And then Irene Was like heck, you, you, Irene was like Gabe no. That is not The same mm. game But you know What's funny Is that I'm thinking About all the guys That angry jerked off To that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm so stupid
0: So (laughs) besides the wrestling and the cat fighting, uh, um, (laughs) did you go, did you end up doing other kinks and side fetishes and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: so um, I do damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Um, I I get asked to be the bad guy a lot because they say I'm really good at it. But every now and again, somebody's like, I'm tired of seeing her be the bad guy. It's time for her to get tied up and... Yeah, thrown in a closet somewhere. So, like, <laughs> I started doing that. I've done Giants' um, I, like I get it. asked to do the superhero shit a lot. Like, people love me doing superhero stuff. I've been seeing you do stuff. a lot
2: of cosplay stuff. Like, yeah. you've been getting into doing the TikToks more. I mean, I've you, been you did, seeing yeah. it. The you Wonder
1: Woman stuff. The,
0: you, the first one of the ones you did for me was a superhero club. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the you- I
1: got asked to do the super uh, superhero and stuff a whole lot. Um, what else? Foot fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, everything. It's almost messy like, fetish. Now, that's normalized. Fine. I like to doing us. that shit. Mm-hmm. The messy fetish that was like, and I just I find I'm never now I'm not surprised because now I'm at the point where I'm like almost everything is a fucking fetish, mm-hmm. but still I get certain things that's like okay like I had this one wrestling clip I had to do where this guy he sent like rubber gloves to us.
0: Oh, I know this guy. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. That
1: happens. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Go Those ahead. Go ahead. He's like, I know I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know so- of
0: him. I mean, I don't hang out with him or
1: anything.
0: I <laughs> we don't go to like a rubber glove. Oh,
1: he was my best, best
2: friend rub- <laughs>
0: in high school. Our rubber glove school. nights at, lo- at fucking Red Lobster.
1: <laughs> so, it was funny because, okay, I'm just starting to figure out that there's other kinks that tie into this wrestling shit sometimes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... Um, the clip is me and this other model we're wrestling each other, it's scripted and he sends us these rubber gloves and he's like over in like Switzerland somewhere or something
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like, what's the point of the rubber gloves? Every time one of us got a submission we were supposed to like rub the other one's pussy with the
3: gloves and like
1: what was funny was the way he worded it and she's reading the script to me and it's like Reagan gets Sarah in a hold, and then there's going to be some pussy rubbing. (laughs) And then, like, every couple of, like, words, it was like pussy rubbing. And then... (laughs) The scripts
2: always get me, especially when they're from a different country or a foreign place, and they're trying to translate in English, and they don't always know what the direct translate is. So then you're trying to make it out what it is, and they're like... And then you give her the goosey, and you're like, what the fuck? Am I supposed to is find goosey, a goose in the wild? Did you see the, I you see the it?
0: one? It was, uh, it was, I'm sure Tilly must have told you about this one. She does like the pantyhose ones where like two girls wearing like pantyhose and they have to like talk shit to each other for like 10 minutes before they fight. And the shit talk is written by a guy who's, I think, from like a cave in China. Because it's like his English is so broken that. It's the I gotta show you the thing when my
2: the, premium nylons.
1: My, 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 out when your my smooth regular premium regular nylons, nylons
0: are nothing compared to your s- smooth premium nylons. No,
1: never got that one. But then your he had your juicy gorge, peaches. Your juicy well, peaches,
0: which are your breasts. Me
1: and Tilly just had one where I had to like I had to fuck her cause she killed my husband. <laughs> wait, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Pump the brakes. Pump
0: the brakes. I'm gonna need more synopses than that. <laughs>
2: You know what? You killed my husband, so now your revenge, my revenge is I'm gonna fuck the shit out of like, you. Like it was you the come. weirdest
1: thing. I was <laughs> like, like, wait, best, this is t- the script. Like I yes. don't get, like so. Wait, you uh, apparently my husband was like some maniacal, evil like <laughs> mastermind, criminal mastermind. Sure, sure. And <laughs> Tilly's character was like a psychologist or something like that that got him put away. Or something and,
2: the Joker and Holly
1: Quinn. I was supposed to show up pissed at her for doing her job and getting this bad guy off the street mm-hmm. and somehow her punishment was that I fuck her okay wait wait so you didn't kill the husband <laughs> no she killed the. she, she didn't had she had him put away she hadn't put away it was
2: basically like death
1: yeah she hadn't him put him away forever and, and I was were- so mad I had sex with her <laughs> So you? okay you, I feel like it, that's realistic. Hold on, though. wait. So you couldn't? <laughs> I feel like so that you is
3: couldn't
2: realistic. couldn't fuck
0: this man anymore because he got put in jail. So you went to the lady who put him in jail, which was his wife. Was that it? I was no. his wife. Oh, okay. okay. So she put your she man away. She was like the
1: therapist or psychologist. Who was or whatever. a crazy
0: psycho, and then yes. you show up mad at her, and she makes
1: you fuck her. She used <laughs> reverse psychology up with the intentions to fuck her for putting my man away. <laughs>
0: feel hey, like that's the opposite of what you would do in that situation, but okay.
2: I feel like, like by fucking her, you would be like, I'm going to fuck this bitch up, not I'm going to fuck this bitch till she comes. It's like if <laughs>
0: Kill Bill ends with Uma Thurman just getting fucked in the back by Bill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Revenge!
1: Feels so good I <laughs> get what I want. Sometimes I read these scripts. After she got done reading that script out loud to me, I was like... So this is the best he could come up with. This is the thing. I mean that
0: that's a telenovela I would watch.
2: I'm
1: like, I don't <laughs> I don't
0: telenovela. get it. Like <laughs>
1: and I, um, Let's I, fucker. I get that, you know, it's a it's a fantasy. So like sometimes it might not make sense to you because it's someone else's fantasy, but then sometimes it doesn't make sense at all. Like it's like I wait.
2: Was, you read the script and you're like, I have so I don't many understand questions. how this
1: works. So, I'm going <laughs> to fuck the bitch that put away my husband? Like, why wouldn't I kill her? or wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait.
0: then remix, and then there's going to be some pussy rubbing.
1: <laughs> and he wanted those gloves back.
0: Oh, of course he did.
1: That's extra money. Like, when, I, when we got done, she was like, oh, take them off and put them back in that box over there. I have to mail them back. I was like, what is he going to do with them? You know what? <laughs> He's going to jerk now off Ryan, with them. I don't want to know. He's I gonna- don't want to know. I was like, he's probably going to sniff one while then, wearing a pair while he fondles his balls. And, and
0: then jerks off into the other like a condom.
1: I just imagined him. <laughs> he's wearing the gloves. Yeah, so he's got I this he Oh my God, is he, he has four. So I just one imagined him having one yeah. laid across his face no, 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 re- while
0: wearing two. No, 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 no. <laughs> and like, <it's> like this. <laughs> one girl on each hand. Reagan, Reagan, he just, He's like. <laughs> <laughs> breathing it and he's got the one in his glove and another one and the fourth one on there she's like <laughs> just looks like a half man half fucking
1: latex dude <laughs> like sometimes I really question like I ask myself I feel like we're doing God's work <laughs> yes, we because are. yes we are imagine if these people were running loose on the street like Imagine if they didn't have an outlet to write out their fantasies mm-hmm. and Put send them in on. and pay to have them played out. Imagine if these people were in your local library or your <laughs> I don't think they'd be
2: in the library. Or
1: in your grocery store. <laughs> they'd be in the sex store department looking for latex gloves. Like, I I really... Uh, I'll imagine that. Imagine if he did not send that script in. He was going to find a way <laughs> to get that off. Like, if that's what got him off of that. Like, So I, so I have... Okay,
0: so I have a view on that, which is... is first of all, that's hysterical. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the entire city running amok with different fetishes and shit. Like, some guy in a furry suit, some guy wearing diapers. <laughs> Another dude get, trying to get himself put in jail so his wife can fuck somebody else. <laughs> And, uh, but no, I don't know if that would be that intense. But the thing is, when you say we do God's work, I, I do can't. believe. I know, right? <laughs> I
2: literally can't <laughs> fucking breathe. <laughs> like, what the complete <laughs> fuck? Chaos
1: oh, yeah, across yeah. the
0: <laughs> land. It's, just sitting there in your porch, just like fucking popping popcorn.
2: <laughs> it's the end, but also the beginning of freedom.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> the fetish verse will never be the same. It's, it's like the purge with just weird fetishes.
1: <laughs> we get one night a year when we a get year, to be ourselves. I get to put
0: anything in your hole.
1: The Jesus giant, Christ. I think the funniest one to see played out in real life would Valentine's be the giantess fetish. That would be a funny one to see played out in real life because these men could you imagine these men really trying to pretend that they're little and you can step on them and crush them? Yes, oh like, my God. so, have you, <laughs> so work, have you worked with my friend Gary up in New Jersey? Have I worked with Gary? He, he runs giant tests. I think mean, he doesn't know, love I, like, I, I haven't, but I think while I was out there, Tilly gave me his yes. information. So, Gary's one of my best yeah. pals.
0: He's so much fun to work with. He has an entire set of blue screen with, like, cities you can destroy with your butt. You can crush them with your hands. I've
2: been wanting you, to get into giant you can, Well,
0: Well, when we go up to New York, he's going to work with you. Uh, and then, like, he, you can do, like, the little fake men that you eat and stuff like that. Or you keep them in cages. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy. He just shoots the shit. But one day, and I'm sure Gary won't mind if I tell the story, but Gary is into this. It's, 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 it's his massive fetish. He's his big kink. Um, I can't say fetish because I don't know if that's something that has to be present for him to have a complete, you know experience sexually but definitely a kink and so we went out to the museum of sex out in manhattan For there was a show that's that a
2: museum yeah yeah i need to go i want to
0: okay. go so there was well, like... let's
2: go together so, okay. our first time. so they have like a live
0: like cocktail band playing <laughs> next to the bar Then you went downstairs and they just set up this entire playground that was designed to be basically adult play uh, and then they have the museum so you go to the museum you see all these Statues of different sex acts and stuff like that. My favorite one was the 3 deer fucking boom, boom, boom. And you can get behind them and be like, eee. But <laughs> there was an entire... So there was an entire... You know how when you have a, a kid's party and they have of course like that's the, your favorite. They have the inflatable uh, Bouncy castles. Bouncy stuff. So imagine that, but for like grown-ass men. So you walk in and there's an entire...
2: It's inflatable things?
0: I'll show you. So... I'm uh, not going to show you, I'll tell you. So, you, uh, <laughs> hold on, look out back. Uh, so,
2: <laughs> brought <home with> <laughs> <on Petrica laughs> in the backyard, actually.
0: So, there's a, there's a little path that goes into this labyrinth, and you're supposed to, like, navigate the labyrinth to find the prize in the middle of the labyrinth when you finally get through all the little mirrors and stuff. It's the clitoris. So, the whole thing is like, can you find <laughs> the clitoris?
2: The age old question can man <laughs> find the clitoris? But the
0: best one for me, for obvious reasons, was they had a, 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 a titty bouncy house. So imagine you walk into this place and the entire wall to the wall with floors is just giant boobs, but they're all inflated. So you can go in and jump, boom, you know, just like, like a little kid in a bouncy house. I'd be crying.
2: Not a little kids. kid. <laughs> I, look. I would be boundaries. crying at these so yeah.
0: a i in saying like a kid in a regular bouncy house. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Um, so my friend Gary as a kink for giant women, so he walks in there and sees these fucking eight mile wide titties that he can jump in.
2: Eight mile That motherfucker
0: went in there and played for like twenty minutes. We're like, Gary, you want a drink? He's like, I'm good. Boingy 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 boingy. Boing. To him, this was like he's like, oh my god, giant
2: giant things in my face, giant, giant titties. boobs, big
1: ass boobs. Me,
2: it would be like anime. I'd just be like anime boobs. But,
0: oh my god, we laughed Sucking so hard because he wall. just was. We're like, where's Gary? What do you think?
2: Is in that bouncy house. In the house. giant boob bouncy house. Oh
0: my god. Okay, so I'm, I
2: actually, that would be legendary for it's my 21st amazing, birthday. Can fun. we get that? We can do we that. buy one? Can so we buy a giant to, boob bouncy house? So, real quick, so let's will get you, back to. Will you come to my birthday party? <laughs> Bounce in the giant boob
3: bouncy
0: house. She will. You can see it in her face. She's coming. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Don't headbutt the wine. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, now that you you started to experience uh, all these different like, side kinks and stuff, is that, it's like a two-pronged question, but the first part is like, you don't <clears throat> have to name names, nothing like that. But uh, What were your favorite shoots to do during that time when you were exploring all the new fetishes, and were there any shoots that you did that you were like, yeah, this fucking sucked?
1: Hmm. Oh my God. Okay, so... Now, if you've only had
0: good shoots, then fucking more power to you, but I always hear horror stories when I ask this question. <laughs>
1: I don't feel like, I think I've gotten lucky. Okay, I think good. if anything, the, the, you've had more, horror if I've stories. had horror, horror stories in the fetish world, it would probably start with my,
0: um, or do you find that photo?
1: Maybe a couple with... of my, uh, my, my sessions
0: oh, okay. kind
1: of were kind of, eh.
0: Okay. So you do sessions as well?
1: I did. Okay. I, I did. Know. I don't So anymore. you don't
2: anymore. So was there a session that, like, kind of finalized that for I you, mean, you? I like, mean, I not have a couple of, anymore. like,
1: um, regular sessioners that if they email me personally and ask me to session with them, I'll do it. But as far as, like, being on Session Girls and, like, taking, like, actively new sessions, no. I can see why. Um, <laughs> one, because... Um, Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between what their actual kink is there, and sometimes it rides that thin line between wrestling and I like to hurt women.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I always tell the girls to go into sessions when they. That's, eat, when they that's
2: why I have a very select. Like I've even had to make posts of like, "Hey, I'm becoming way more selective with my sessions because in the past." few months it's been a lot of younger people that are like a few years older than me this is like their first session and they're just expecting me to basically be a prostitute and i'm like this is not
1: do you know have you seen a session girls profile before because i will say this that's because i will say some girls do do allow they do offer that yeah and so they think Everyone offers that. It's kind of the same thing. Like if you were a stripper, like they assume because this stripper let them have sex with them for fifty bucks, like then all strippers will sell sex. But why are men so, like this? <laughs> well, not it's all like men, a, but just the dumb ones Yeah, like they just take a, Which is a lot a They take <laughs> this one experience and then they generalize it to well, everybody yes, I've
2: had that in the sense of like They'll be like asking me for a custom Or something of like Oh, well I've gotten this in the past for this amount So if you can't meet that Then I don't want to talk to you And I'm like, you hit me up first And like, no, it's not going to be the same price as X, Y, and Z This person Like if you're expecting that, then go to this person because I am a different person. Right. Like you can't just come in here with the same expectations that someone else... Like, the boundaries that someone else gave you because I'm a different person. So expect that I'm going to do things differently. And that's a part of the reason why I go through my emails and I'm like,
1: why do I do this? Why? No, just I stopped the sessioning after I beat the shit out of a guy because he... I feel like his... His kink, I feel like, was um what what's the word I'm looking for? Like degrading? Mm-hmm. Like humiliation. Humiliation. Degradation. Or like masochism. I I I think it was more the humiliation thing. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna say this because me and him sessioned twice. The first time it wasn't that bad. Like he had a habit of like if he got me in a hole, he wouldn't like let go right away. Like he would kinda of hold on to me and then he would like call me names and shit. Like he'd be like, Oh yeah, you like how to feel bitch and da da, da and you bitches all think you're like I could tell he had some type of like Oh that's misogynistic, prejudice. yeah. He had some type of like animosity mm-hmm. built up yeah. in there, like I'm like, Oh, this nigga been hurt before. <laughs> like so at some point, um I was like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And he ended up, like, messaging me, and he kind of, like, he was like, hey, did I, like, scare you off? Like, because he messaged me, like, maybe two weeks later and was like, I want to schedule another session. And um, I'm like, no, you didn't really, like, scare me off. It's just I'm not with the whole name-calling thing because that kind of triggers some shit for me mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. And um, he's like, okay, you know, I-, I can agree to this and this and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll schedule this. I'll give you another chance, right? So, I give him the second chance. We meet up. We're sessioning. Everything's going good. And then, like, maybe halfway through the session, it's like that switch flipped again for him. Oh, no. And he was just, like, calling me all type of bitches and all type of hoes and, like, taking all this. Like aggression out on me and stuff, like, and it's really supposed hilarious. to be like semi-competitive. I'm it's not even supposed you to be.
0: Tell me that he was yeah. just like has you in some sort of arm
1: lock. You're like, you like that, Sarah from uh, HR? That's, you know, like, like <laughs> that's kind of like he was a lawyer, so that was oh, kind of like. So probably worked for a woman, and fucking hated it, and hated it, <laughs> yeah. and or he really got hurt like or had a small day. I don't know. That's or, the thing of like A lot of it also I'm goes back to how you really mom treats careful
2: it. to ask like what you really want out of the session. Like if I show up and they tell me they want to send me competitive, even before we start, I'm like, okay, like what are the things that really like get you to where you want to be? Type of a deal. Like what are the the aspects of this that really like do it for you that way I know what I need to focus on more. So in that point, I'm like testing the person. Like, I want to know if you're comfortable enough to talk to me about what you really want. Because if you're not comfortable to talk to me about what you really want, I don't know what we're doing
1: here. See, sometimes, though, they know if they say what they really want, that. And that's
2: the thing, it's like you have to. So be they kind of like play people. into
1: what they think is safe. You know,
2: that's yeah, that is a red flag. And that's the thing of like, that's why I feel like Session Girls is doing this whole like reboot thing because they're trying to do like session. Yeah, I got the
1: emails saying because I never deactivated my account or anything. So I still get like the emails and the updates and all that stuff. But, um... It's just because
2: in this industry, like, I've been working with so many new guys that it's, like, I don't even think they really know what they want. Like, they're just here because, like, maybe someone has told them that they've done this and it was, like, a life-changing thing. I don't know. I really don't know because I ask, but if I only really know what they tell me. And that's the problem. When I, get,
1: when I get, like, um... Well, when I used to get sessioners who, like, it was, like, their first time. They never sessioned before. Usually, it was just because... They saw a couple of wrestling videos with you in it. And then they were like, I want to wrestle her. That would be cool. And then they somehow stumbled across the Session Girls website. And then that's how it happened. So, usually when I got, like, brand new sessioners, they had no idea how any of this goes, like, at all whatsoever. So, I kind of had to, like, grab their hand and walk them through, like, everything. (laughs)
2: Let's go, sweetie. I'll show you the ropes. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) That I didn't mind. It was like like this guy, like his he really got off on like humiliation, and I snapped because okay, I'm a I'm, I, I've survived abusive relationships, so, so he doesn't get it's your, not even like
2: humiliation. He gets off on humiliating other people because it, it's humiliation right. is where you're humiliating him. So if he gets off by humiliating you, that's like a totally different dynamic because you have to be comfortable and secure enough with yourself to be able to understand that what he's putting on to you is from him and not about you. And not everyone is in that space to really, like, be in that mindset of, like, this has nothing to do with me. This is, like... Something really traumatic that has happened to this person that they're now trying to take control back so, of so by that, making it a sexual thing so that
1: was was that your last session That was the last like new session mm. that I took um I have like a core group of because guys that I session with that I feel safe with and guys don't understand um, we're boundaries. used to each mm. other. And if they message me and they ask to set up a session, then I'm more than happy to session with them. And I feel like I don't need to take anybody new outside of that. I feel like it's because of Um, the boundaries. Because what ended up happening was he kept pushing that envelope with that, like, calling me names and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, we're we're fighting, we're wrestling, we're tussling. And because I'm I'm an abuse survivor... You're doing all this stuff, you're calling me names, that triggered something in me, which I told him prior to that, that when you do that, that triggers something for me. So that was my boundary, and he kept overstepping that. He wasn't respecting that. that. And he kept doing it and kept doing it. And at some point, I remember he was, like, on my back, and I just flashed. And I just took him and I threw him, and I just started wailing on him, like, full-blown, like, just face shots. Wow. And... I stopped. Like, at some point, I caught myself, and I stopped. And when I looked down, he was, like, terrified. Yeah. Like, he was, like, cowering almost. Like, he was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, it's okay. We can stop. Are you all right? Are you okay? And I was like, look, this session is over.
0: Yeah.
1: It's over. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to whatever happened. I'm sorry I got triggered. I told you to stop doing that. You kept doing it, and... I just, I clicked, I flashed. And after that, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I want to say about a month after that, I got an email warning from one of my regulars because he sessions with other girls outside of me. And one of the girls he sessions with regularly also, she got robbed at gunpoint by a sessioner. And he was emailing me to warn me about Jesus. taking a session from... He he sent me the guy's email address. And he was like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. If you're sessioning in this area, um, one of the girls that I sessioned with, she she just got robbed at gunpoint. Like, she met him at the hotel. He pulled out a gun, put a gun in her head, made her get in the car, made her go to the ATM and withdraw her money and give it to him and, like, all Jesus this other Christ. stuff. Yeah. That is so that's when I was like, okay, was no new I people. Say. Like...
2: Yeah, that's the thing of, like, Like, I'm constantly in the background of my mind of, like, meeting up with random men that you don't really know is something that, you know, my mom was all always like, stranger danger. Like, don't meet up with strangers. Don't do this. And it's like, I'm literally doing it for a living. So it's always in the background of my mind of, like, you don't really know the intentions of this person. And so that's why I've also made the executives... Decision because I'm in charge of myself and I don't give a fuck what all these people think because it's not their life It's not themselves putting themselves at risk like it is but it isn't because as a female Like we are more susceptible to the dangers of society Like that's just the fact of it like I grew up watching law and order and being like oh that could never be me And then things happened in my life that I always thought could never be me and so that's the living proof of like at my sessions I make it a point to Even through email, because through text, how people communicate, if they seem really cold and like they're withholding information of like, all right, I'm not going to go out of my way to accommodate my life for this person because I really don't know you. I don't know what you're thinking, what you're what you're really about. Mm hmm. So a lot of the times I'll only work with people that i have sessioned before like I'm not into the new session industry I'm like I Understand you might want to get into this, but this is if you don't know how to go about it If you don't approach me properly the first time I'm gonna just assume that you're just a random guy With some random ass intentions that no one's gonna be able to figure out
0: so yeah so it was that old saying back in the day before the internet We were told never. I don't know. No, when the internet started, it was like uh, never get into a stranger's car, never meet someone you never never really meet someone you meet in the internet. And literally now, all we do is meet people that we meet in the internet through a stranger's car that comes to pick us up. And so things. Well, that's like
2: Uber these days. Like Uber's even had cases where like people pick people up and they're on some crazy shit, like waving guns around, shooting people.
0: Drivers have gotten killed by 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 clients as well. Uh, anyway, or so, vice anyway, so I move forward. So, okay, so um, So the sessions are now down to a control number and you feel safer with that, which is good And you haven't had any bad experiences doing fetish. Did you ever have any bad experiences doing photography? Was there a difference in terms of like how I can almost go? guarantee
2: because this is what comes back to the point of like I've noticed that you've worked with a lot of people that I started out working with but I haven't really seen any recent stuff So that begs the question of, like, have you had similar experience that I have with these people? Because I've had photography sessions where it's basically just a guy with a camera. It almost feels like a session, but they're trying to make it off of, like, I'm a photographer. I'm all this. I'm all that. Because nowadays people put in their bio multi-published photographer when it's, like, you got into some online magazine that doesn't even have actual you're print. You're
1: publishing like two online
0: magazines, shut Not, up. Not even, like,
2: but yeah, so
0: wait, it's like... Wait, wait, it's like, bro, it's just because you hit print <laughs> on your computer and two of them spat out of that machine doesn't mean you're published.
2: <laughs> but that's what it is nowadays, so it's, it's even almost like I feel like the photography industry is like worse yeah, dude, in the, some aspects say, than the fetish we also, industry.
0: You also mentioned that that photo modeling was at times sketchy. Um, and it felt creepy was there how is the level of that compared to let's say a bad um because i've heard stories from from women who have had Bad uh, or creepy producers who were really just collectors. For example, you know, you go to FetishCon and some guy's like, "Yeah, I'm totally a producer." Come on upstairs and you see that he has no lighting, he has no professional you know, white balancing stuff. He just has this little fucking Sony point and shoot. That like,
2: or it's what I've been going through, where it's session clients who want to mm-hmm. quote unquote start their own quote unquote production company. No, end quote. You just want to collect. Your so session. it's it's they just want to record their session but get around paying for recording a session. And going under the bias of, I want to start being a producer. So then it's like, all right, cool, but I'm still going to charge you session rates because this is still a session. At the end so of the day, no matter what so my your question plans
0: to you being, are, uh, what were the nature of some of those photo shoots that made it feel? Because I have no concept okay, of what it's so like to be on that set. You know,
1: I don't have an issue. Like I shoot everything from from fashion to um, penthouse style nudes. I don't have an issue when a photographer can admit to me that either this is for a collection that he has or that it's for personal use use. Like if you're upfront and honest about it, cool. That's cool. Or I I don't even have to know. If you don't wanna tell me, don't. But nine times out of ten, the ones that are trying to hide that it's for personal use, you can always tell. Mm. Because it's like those are always like the shaky, sweaty ones. Like, well, they the, push like, you,
2: pushers.
1: In the shoot, like they're like usually they can't even get the camera straight. But can you can can you spread your legs again like that and do that like and like the camera's shaking? And there's like sweat pouring oh everywhere, and they're like. Oh yeah, just like just like that, just like that, just like that, and they're, they're usually like the, I call them serial clickers.
0: So is he? Was he like? Yeah. Are they wearing like dance belts so they're fucking erectors don't fly across the room? Like, what no,
1: the fuck? I've <laughs> actually been at photo
2: shoots where I've seen photographers get physically aroused, <sighs> and some of that is where I start feeling awkward because they don't communicate like. You know, like, if this is for personal use or not because that makes the environment weird. Like, if you're not honest about it and then I see you getting aroused and then I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. And
1: Because usually you could tell, like, if it's for a collection, nine times out of ten, you're not the first girl to shoot whatever style, whatever this is. Because usually, like, the collection has some type of theme to it. So, they'll usually show you, like, the other pictures in the collection that they have that they're working on or whatever so okay i can legit identify that this is a legit project that you've been working on for the last year or so then you have the ones that are okay with being like like i've had a few photographers message me on model mayhem and they're like hey um i'm gonna be upfront and honest with you I'm not the world's best photographer, but you can look at some of my work here. I'm willing to pay you, and this is just for my own personal collection. Like this isn't going anywhere. I'm not showing this to anybody. I'm not displaying this. This is just for me. Sometimes
2: mm-hmm. it's a hobby, look, right? In that, like, it's not even like a personal and collection that masturbation. That's
1: fine. <laughs> I did have a photographer. I've had several photographers. As a matter of have fact, now that I think, I instead, had beauties. two or three photographers I can think about. Yes, I have. That have asked me if they can take a picture of me peeing. (laughs) Mm. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, So,
2: we're going to have some conversations later outside of this podcast. (laughs) But I have a question. Like... In this, in the modeling, like freelance modeling industry, have you ever come across a photographer who at first it was like all cool and dandy, maybe you worked together a few times and then maybe later down the line they tried to make it more like personal, like maybe even try to be like a quote unquote sugar daddy or try to get you to do things with them outside of photography.
1: That is No, I haven't had that. But I think it's because I come off like a cold hearted bitch that would like... Fucking cut your heart out mm-hmm. your chest and eat it in front of you before you drop dead. <laughs> um, I, I get that a lot. That's because totally not my like personality. I said, we've
2: worked with a lot of the same people, but,
1: and I. But I think that's why, like, I give off this. Like he said, you can't really tell what and I'm you're thinking. You're hard
2: to read at first, mm-hmm.
1: so they don't know if it's okay to my approach thing is me like, like that.
0: I, I find myself pretty fucking hilarious, and I don't. I'm not saying that I am, but I find myself hilarious. But so when I tell a joke and someone laughs, I'm like, all right, they're cool. <laughs> so like, I think I cracked the joke like ten minutes in, and you started like laughing, laughing, and I was like, all right, she's human, let's do this, you know? Uh, she's and then, human. and then of course at dinner she was telling all the fucking badass stories that had me dying. Um, okay, well, okay, so now I have a, a more complete sense of how that could feel because I've never been in front of that kind of camera. But my other question to you then, moving on because we don't <laughs> want to be here all night, um, is. Uh, Well, I kind of want to do, I want to keep talking, but uh, we also want to like hang out and watch movies and shit. (laughs) But um, out of all, um, so the kinks that you've experienced, obviously you're like multifaceted, varied, there's a lot of different things that you've experienced. Is there anything that you brought to the table from your own life's experience? Are there things that you're into that people would consider kinky, you know, they are considered fetishy, like in your own personal life? You don't have to answer, of course, but I figured I would ask because it's always interesting that you're working amidst so much fetish and kink and like, do you have anything of your own that you're like...
1: I don't think, like, prior to working in this industry, I really knew what... Anything was? Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know, like, what... I had an idea of what a fetish or a kink was. I don't think I really explored any that I personally would be interested in. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had one that, like... I don't know, would it be considered a kink, maybe? Probably, if it's something I guess else. it's not like I get off to it. it, so just, it it's it's soothing. Yeah. I like being tied up. Yeah, yeah. Like, like bondage. It's soothing. It's like being swaddled, mm-hmm. but by rope.
2: I can relate and like, to that. It's like very comforting. It's almost like a hug. Right. It's like a very comforting feeling. I literally had,
0: I was at a play party a bunch of my friends threw, and I was just having a bad night. I was getting all panicky and shit. And one of the doms came over and she's like, hey, I'm going to put you in my straight jacket. And at the time she said that, I'm like, that is the fucking last thing I want to do right now. Because I was like panicky. Like, it's okay. She brought out this beautiful leather straight jacket, put it on me. And her friend came in assisted. He talked to you. You're going to be fine. And I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And she's just like sick. <laughs> she's like, okay, so I want you to sit here. And my friend is going to come here. She's going to sit with you and just talk to you. And she was like, you're gonna be okay. Everything all right. Tell me about your day. You know? And all I remember was her saying, "Tell me about your day." And then suddenly I like just passed out. I was
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> it's relaxed because it was like
0: being swaddled for the first time, yeah, since you were a baby, yeah.
1: And people think that's weird. Like no, when I no, say no, that, they're no, no, no. like, "You can be that." Like I'll talk to other models, and they hate being tied up. Yeah. They're like, I hate it. And I'm like, I love it and I wish I could do more of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't get requested a whole lot for that because they like seeing me kick ass. So That's it's like getting... when I do though, I take complete advantage of it. But you got to be careful in how the way you tie me and up. who you're working because with. Because yeah. if you tie me up in just the right amount of just perfectness mm-hmm. you know when you kind of like like the pig with the legs and the everything <laughs> if you get me just right yes if you get me yo, just right yo tie me right, up with the pig with the legs the apple in the mouth like, <laughs> I just want to be the Thanksgiving meal if you get me just right in the right position and you, you tie it up just right to where it's like not too tight to where I'm dying mm-hmm. but like you know just like just enough And if it's one of those videos where you kind of just sit me there and I just got to, like, just lay there or something, you better time that shit because I'm going (laughs) to, (laughs) like, in, like, like, five minutes.
2: It's like when you reach that point in meditation where, like, you kind of lose yourself in it, where you lose track of time, where you lose track of reality, where you're just, like, zen. Like, that's what I can relate to is there's always a point in, like, A part of a fetish that I can relate to where there's like this moment of like zen well
0: so the one of the like peace one of the great philosophies that I've I've heard uh, And I've definitely added it to my life after the shit that I've been through in the last four, four years is that the moment that you really? learn to let go and Realize that you really don't have control over anything in life Like if you didn't get that Firmly established in your head and you realize that life can be just chaos and the fact that you're still that you're riding it like a wave and you're not dead yet That's good enough to me that applies directly to that feeling of oh, I'm tied up There's nowhere I can mm-hmm. go so you know what I can I, see that I can just relax I can just not worry about anything right now, and I can just let go and, I, and that's why like when just that, be. when that fucking stra- Straightjacket hit me. I was
1: just like what the fuck is it? like why like how the hell I've never been in a straitjacket before, now I want to try it. It's oh, interesting.
2: I've-, I've actually been in a leather straitjacket and I just took a, a a few quick photos, but it was something that I never felt like I would like because my whole life I've been in and out of like psychiatric hospitals. Like a straitjacket was something in my mind that is like deems you're fucking crazy. So, when I saw one for the first time, I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm not getting I'm not putting this on." And then I put it on and I was like, "This is actually kind of sexy." Mm-hmm. Like it's like hugging I yourself. Really like this it is but it's also the fact of like there's no way out like you kind of just have to submit to it you know like you don't have to but in my mind i was like i just if you fight it there's no it.
1: point in fighting exactly. it exactly
2: but it was like comforting in the fact of like i'm here like, there's nowhere else to be than, than here it's right being, now it's, it's in this basically, moment. So it's, it's like a grounding thing. It's what you thing. said.
0: It's a direct connection to being swaddled as a child. Yeah. The same thing is she knows that I like light touch. I love light touch. Like, when someone does this does, like just grazes, like your, your skin, like, even if it's my back or my arm, I literally just go like, oh, like He's I just, just a, don't think about anything. I'm a big baby. But yeah, if I'm laying in bed and she just scratches person. my back, I'm just like, just keep doing that.
2: He likes physical touch. But
0: it's not a sexual kink. It's more like a a brain kink. It's like, or a body high that you get from it.
2: He has little trigger spots, actually, where he'll, like, twitch. I figured it out. (laughs) And this is what I love about being in this industry is I love figuring people out. I love being able to read people because then when I go out on the street, I can, like, read strangers and be like, Oh, you're probably into this, so this or is my, this. Yes. That, it's it's and become reading way people easier to go
0: to dinner and talk to somebody. And you can just tell strangers. by mannerisms and the way they talk about certain subjects. Oh, this guy's not telling me the absolute truth. Or this person's not being forthcoming. And it's because you, when you talk to someone like you or to Faith or anybody else that's a genuine person in this industry, we don't keep anything out of our mouths to each other. You can literally ask me, <laughs> no, seriously, think about the stuff well yeah, we haven't even cracked the crazy shit we could talk about when it comes to like deep rooted you know psychological fetishes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when I am at a when I am at a fetish con or I'm at a frolic con or something like that, or even at a burn, and these guys walk up to me who are heavy into the kink and lifestyle and she's like, hey man, so what makes you come real hard? I'm like, uh okay, let me pull out my list of because you know I'll be with the Talking about sex in a, in a fire circle or something. It's like we sit zero down. To a thousand it's like, all right, be honest right. with you. What are your kinks and fetishes? I'm like, I got this shit on my arm. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Like, you know, I just I used to be scared to say those things out loud. But to me, what your kinks are speaks loudly about who you are, you know, and and how you ad- how you address those
2: kinks. And your perception of the world too, though. Like, I always ask people, especially my session clients, like. I dig for the psych- psychological root of like how this came to be. That's my biggest question of like how did this develop for you? Yeah, like you need I want to wanna find that out know. love
0: guy, I need to find that story out
2: because that tells me a lot about that person of like how this started. Because for me, for a lot of my kinks, it was trauma based, and it's not the truth for every person because. In my perspective, that's what it was for everyone. Is like, oh, we're, this is like a trauma thing. But that's not the case for everyone. Like some people just come across something and it, it sticks with them. It speaks to a part of them that, that they may not even have known existed until that moment. And it's like the further they dig into it, the further they feel like they're being generally themselves. But some people don't feel like they can show that with the whole world. So that's where we come in of like, I'm blessed enough to have these random people show me the most private parts of their life that they're not even comfortable showing with, like, immediate family or people that have known them their whole lives, but they trust yep. me, a complete stranger, to to be that open and honest that's and therapy, vulnerable. That's why
0: therapy works. Well, at least not always, but a lot of therapy works because you're speaking to a stranger.
2: But that's what a lot of people don't realize, that this industry is very therapeutic to those people whether we make customs or recessioning with them like we're face to face or we're through the camera this is like a form of therapy for them this brings mm-hmm. them to a point where they feel the most happy the most comfortable the most genuine in themselves and when they find the right people that speak the right like you know like the right notes like mm-hmm. if they, they check off all the right boxes they really like almost can become like really involved in that person because they bring out this part of themselves that they can't, they don't feel genuine enough in their personal day to day life to explore with these people.
0: Do you ever, uh, right. do you ever ask any of your clients, like, where, where does this come from?
1: I think I might have asked like a few of them where it came from. I stopped asking at some point. Because I don't want to get an answer that... Okay, so... <laughs> Go
2: on. Yes, let's talk about this. Go At on. some <laughs> point,
1: I attempted to be a cam girl, right? Like, this was, like, before my modeling mm-hmm. took off. Like, oh, well, it was kind of, like, intermediate. It was, like, r- around the time my modeling started taking off. I'm like, oh, I can do that. No the fuck I can't. Because...
2: <laughs> it's so different.
1: It's... It, you can't you can't filter what's coming in and what you're taking in and what you're seeing yeah. and what's going on and it's so much I mean, going one's on these one <laughs> it's at all mm-hmm. there needs to be a psychological test to be able to join some of these websites <laughs> because
2: for real
1: that would cut down like 60% of their clients <laughs> the clients but that's necessary. <laughs> because the stuff that I was seeing in my chat box was just like, out of this world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And certain things, it was just like, I don't want to fucking know. What's was the craziest like, thing? Or one of? One time I was on live, and my dog walked in the background. I have a chihuahua at my mom's house. Oh, and God. she walked through the background, I guess, because I had my laptop on the ground. And... Somebody saw her walk through the background, oh, no. and they were like, "Fuck the dog!" Oh, I knew that was gonna happen.
2: <laughs> I was like, "No!" And I'm like,
1: "Okay, that's it for today. No. I'm logging off. <laughs> the good have to suffer for the bad." It's so probably,
0: there's probably some drunk frat boy and his like friends behind him. He's
1: like, "Yo, don't fuck
2: the dog." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably some complete like no. Person. He was
1: serious because. He joined like he followed me, and every time I would oh. go live, he would ask, "Where's the dog?" Like, no, I, mean, I would he, be, I would have blocked that dude. Sometimes. I blocked him. No, you did. But yeah. it's like if you you spend all day blocking people that you wouldn't get you anything, wouldn't do anything done.
2: I feel you because I've tried so, it a few times, and it's a big. That's problem. why I was like,
1: "There's no real way to filter any of this because." If you spent all day blocking everybody that had a, a fetish that you weren't okay with too. catering to, yeah. then you would spend all day doing that, and you wouldn't be able Getting to get to control. everybody else. And with people, don't, I have a lot of respect for cam girls who are able to like make that shit pop and make it work for them, because
2: you, have, you have to have
1: one you have to have really thick skin but two you have to have a lot of fucking time on your hands mm-hmm. and like a lot of time on your hands like you literally have to be on that site from sunup to sundown, building your reputation. clientele your reputation so you could be pushed through the algorithm and like all that stuff then you like have to really spend a lot of money on your equipment because the girls is like really making a lot of money in there they probably have like 10 grand worth of equipment sitting around mm-hmm. in whatever room they should in, like they're really into that shit. Or they like got they invested
2: goals because I've done research. Yes. I used to go into other girls' lives, or or and they, to you're see. really
1: not making that much money. No? Like the site I was on. You made, basically, it was like 10 cents on a dollar or something mm. like that. Or 20 cents on a dollar, if I remember correctly. So, it's like, you really have to bring in yeah. that clientele to get that money. So, the girls that are able to make 20K a month on that shit, they're really putting in some fucking time on that shit. People like, don't
2: understand because that's the th- same thing that comes back to like the hate circle. People are like that are hating, it's because... That's a lot of time and investment that, that people are putting into that certain aspect of this industry because they're still in the umbrella of the fetish world. And it. I, I tried it for a while. I did like Tango and all these other things and people just wanted shit for free. Like that was the hardest part for me was dealing with the leeches Quote unquote of those sites, the people that were just there because now some girls only would fans, I made only links.
1: fans work for me, but I feel like also it's worth it because only fans only they don't take that much as like a percentage of what you get or whatever. Like, it's like
2: only fans really only started popping off for me when I started using TikTok to like low key advertise because I had this one TikTok that was sitting in my drafts for a while that I was just like, you know what? Let's post this shit. It got 1.2 million views. Like it just started popping off and I was like surprised because like I didn't really put this much effort into it and all the other videos I was putting effort into didn't do shit. There's one video where I had an accidental It's the most random videos. Mm -hmm. But that shit made my OnlyFans skyrocket Mm -hmm. to where I was like, I need to make a free one. Just to advertise for my VIP, and that did well because then I started having people purchasing only what they want it's like this whole fucking thing that took me so long It's like a secret that you have to like figure, out, to, like, figure,
1: figure it out. out it
2: can really when I camped
1: now this is a thing I don't know if I did this fetish right, yeah, but I want if anybody out there is listening that has a money kink
0: mm-hmm, for uh, like like
1: if you want to send me money. <laughs> I'm open to that, but bear with me because I don't know the etiquette of it. And I'm saying that to say so, this. I'm not sure if I did this right. This guy wanted to pay me to blackmail him, oh, right? Findom, You're Wait. talking
2: about findom, Financial domination. Right. A lot of the time so, they want you to be an asshole and it's so hard to be that mean. That wasn't the problem. It.
1: Yeah, what was it? I was okay with that part. I was good at that part. <laughs> <laughs> what I wasn't, I don't know if I was the really being, supposed. to. So let's go back to, to the
0: beginning. So the guy wanted you to to, to pay you to blackmail him,
1: right? Which I is usually the
2: opposite the way dude. that this
0: goes.
1: Yeah.
2: I had this one photographer who okay, so was the He was same like,
1: thing. he was like, hey, I'm into this. He was into getting blackmailed, and he was like, I'll pay you
3: oh, such an interesting for passion. every.
1: Every time, like, you come close to exposing me or, you know, whatever. But I actually exposed him. But <laughs> I followed instruction. So okay. I'm not sure if I was really supposed to follow instruction or if I was just supposed to play like That's I was following is- instruction. Because he was it's like, so okay, confusing. he gave me access to a file, right? Okay. So he he emailed me his Facebook passwords and emails. And he gave me access to this file. In the file, I found pictures of him dressed in women's underwear. And he was...
2: I sincerely wonder if this is the same guy.
1: Hold on, wait. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So in the file, I found pictures of him dressed in women's underwear. And so when I messaged him after I accessed the file, he was like, I really don't want these pictures to get out anywhere. That would be my most embarrassing, like... Moment or whatever and basically he wanted me to use these pictures to blackmail him And he would pay me for every time I was like a bitch to him about it or I would threaten to Blackmail him so far. I'm on board. So he really sent me his real I wanted to see if it was his real Facebook login. So he really sent it to me I was able to access this motherfucker's Facebook (laughs) Like, so
0: did he have extended family or anything like that or like media family?
1: This was his actual yes, like um, this is his face. He uses this Facebook. This is his Facebook. My
0: biggest fear when it comes to this, and just a quick interjection, is that these people aren't using their money as much as they're using like money from like their kids' college funds and shit like that.
1: That's a-
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like. That's the whole no, no, line go ahead, go ahead. of financial domination is because some people that is the kink of you draining their whole income. Sorry, yeah. you draining their whole income of their rent money or this like making them have to struggle for it. Like, okay, wait,
0: so let's get to the part where you actually exposed him. So what happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you posted those pictures of him dressed as a girl, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> right. He told
1: me to. Okay. But so. Was it? Was
0: it one of those like? I would really hate it if you did that. It'd be so humiliating. Please don't. Don't do that
1: right you know that's what it felt like like wink like, wink wink he kept he kept being like like i was i was telling him at first it started off with the if you don't send me more money i'm going to post these and he would send me money And then I'm like, okay, there's only so many times I could threaten that shit. And he's going to be like, you're not going to fucking do it, bitch. So, (laughs) Oh, I'm going to do it. I logged into his Facebook. And I guess he got the notification that I logged into his Facebook. So then he was like, oh, shit, you're really logging into my Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to post the shit if you don't send me more money. So he's like, please, I don't have any more money. And I'm like, send it, bitch. And so he sends the money. And then I'm like. That's not enough. I need fucking more. And he's like, please, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to post the pictures. I'm going to post the one of you in the red thong. And he was like, don't please. I have family on Facebook. My mom is on there. And I'm like, okay, well then you need to send me more money. And he was like, I don't have any more money. And I was like, too late. Boop, And I hit send and I posted the picture. He messaged me and he was like, no, you have to take, and I changed his password. You changed his password? (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: that was a little offside, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a fucking great. But
1: I thought that, I was playing my role. That's a badass move
0: right there, Jesus Christ.
1: I thought that's what I was supposed to do, like. Cause why would I still let you be able to log in and take it down? Oh my god! Wait, so
0: (laughs) so when he was when he he faces on the floor. So I'm wondering, like, when you said when he said no, please take those down. Was he like, like actively tears in his eyes? Like no, please don't. Or he has dick in his hand. Like no, please, please take those down.
1: I can't see because we're messaging. Oh, I know, but I'm just I'm imagining. I'm just wondering if he was like. Genuinely,
0: genuinely scared for what happened, or we just this is like the pinnacle of experience for him, you know. I was did he ever, did he ever, did he ever come back with more? Like, please let me. Like, seriously, this is not a game anymore. What the fuck happened?
1: Well, okay, so when he realized he couldn't log into his Facebook and take it down, um, I sent him because at that point I felt like okay, I, we didn't have a safety word. I just felt like you he think was, you might come up with one, right? <laughs> Like yo, it's like yo, <laughs> like, yo girl kebabsa, take C that shit down. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and so. I I was like I wasn't supposed like I was lost at that point. I was like I thought I thought this is what we were doing. I thought this was okay. I thought everybody was doing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well I mean, well, I, um, is there any postscript to this story? Like did anything
0: come of it? Like he finally was like, yeah, I'm homeless. I just got kicked out. of the hell. <laughs> 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 my employees at my, my Wells
1: Fargo didn't like that
0: very much
1: um, <laughs> he never talked to me again <laughs> holding
0: that says like, he's holding up a sign that says we'll, we'll submit for food
1: I sent him his new hey, login
0: I'm trying to record voices here
1: <laughs> I sent him his new login and everything and and I, I apologized I took the picture down Hopefully nobody, I don't think anybody commented on it. I don't, hopefully nobody saw it. What are you
0: going to say? It. You gonna say? Did, you put it, did you post it to private or public? I'm
1: public. So oh, what? <laughs>
0: so <laughs> sorry, so I meant friends or public. You went public. Fuck that shit.
1: Public. People who so even stumble
0: across this man's Facebook are going to see him in red thong panties.
1: Um, I mean, I, I was like, I thought that's what you wanted. So maybe I didn't fully understand I how far like, you're supposed to go. I but feel like he should have, if you're hinting, don't like do this, I'm thinking... There should have been thinking,
0: an alternate form of communication set up before this process started. Like you said, a safe word or like, you know, a phrase. It's just like, okay, I'll let you know when it's really getting bad and you should stop by saying this. You know, but like, that's weird that he just... Uh, he, that he didn't set any parameters since it's his money, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, okay, last couple of questions because I, I do want to hang afterwards uh, and unwind. But um, so <laughs> in your own me. in your own private like love <laughs> life, do you find tired. yourself um, like <laughs>
2: kid's still dead?
0: Like, do you have any any besides bondage? Anything else that that has popped up? through working with different people. You're like, oh, I didn't know this was sexier. I thought you know, I I had a friend. I had a friend, for example, who she didn't know what spandex felt like. And they asked her to be a super heroine for a shoot, and she put it on, and suddenly she was like, oh, shit, spandex is my shit. Like, suddenly now, when she wears spandex, she thinks it's the fucking sexiest thing in the world. It's, like, it's become a huge part mm. of her life. Mm. But it's something that she didn't experience until she was on set. Was there anything that happened ever on set that struck to you as like, oh, I could, I could get into this? Mm. Besides the bondage, of course.
1: Um, I could see the kink in the wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like, I, I understand that. Especially when you're not watching it and you're just listening to it. It sounds like people fucking. Oh, it does. It does, yeah. My parents...
2: But does it... So for me personally, a lot of the stuff I do in the fetish world, like, the acting front feels like when you're a kid and you're, like, role-playing with your friends of, like, this scenario. Like, it brings me back to this very, like, childhood-esque, like... Well, this is the word for that, like reminiscing almost of like your childhood. Like it brings me back to mm-hmm. that moment where you're almost like you're most vulnerable in society. Well, that's I think one of the things, budding. one of the
0: reasons this entire job is so appealing to me, at least. I don't know. There's some people who treat it like a job, which is so weird to me. When I see producers who produce and they treat it like a fucking conveyor belt and they don't really care about the content, they just shoot bare ass whatever's on the script and here you go, this is what he gets. Like when I when. When I get together with you guys and, you know, tons of other people that we work with, it feels like you're just getting paid to play fucking cops and robbers when you were a kid, you know? Or pretend wrestle in the backyard.
1: Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Did I you grew up with a lot of, like, boys in your life? Like- I have majority boy cousins. I didn't really start hanging out with any of my girl cousins until I was, like, about maybe, like, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in okay. there. Um so, I was a tomboy growing up. And then my dad wanted a son so fucking bad. Like, yeah. he just made me his son. Kind of like, <laughs> so, my mom
2: used to dress me as a boy. I mean,
1: like, for real. Like, I I, I mean, I, I played basketball. I used to play football with the boys in the neighborhood and everything. It was to the point where they didn't even know I was a girl. Like, we were playing football in one of the guys' backyard one time. And I probably, I don't know. I was probably, like, maybe, like, seven or eight, maybe nine, somewhere in there. And... The dude, ta- like, one of the his friends tackled me and hit me and tackled me, and I fell on the ground, and my it knocked my baseball cap off my head. And when he did that, I had a ponytail under it. And he was like, that's a girl! And I'm like, I'm about to fuck you up. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that experience
2: growing up primarily with, like, male energy and... and- kind of getting involved in that had anything to do with where you are now and like what you're doing as far as like work wise because I tend to have these moments where I'm in the middle of shooting and I have this memory pop back in my head and I'm like it's like a full circle moment of like no wonder why I'm doing what I'm doing because this is basically like the same shit I was doing as a kid, but I had no idea that... I mean, from the Growing up beating up little boys. Well, not only that, I, but also yeah. the,
0: the, the thing where you were saying, it's like me and my sister or me, me and my cousins literally dressing up and performing for no reason, you know, the, the yeah. performance of it and being an... A, a yeah, do you think
2: it? that, like, the... Uh, tension aspect of like this person has like your full attention on hand has anything to do with that as like the performance aspect of like wanting to entertain like or being an exhibitionist
0: room. as well you know because if you're an extrovert or an exhibitionist hmm. you'd like to show yourself off and that's also because
2: that's something i can huge. relate to is i would always put on a show for everyone in my family me and my cousin would play dress up and we go out and perform this this
1: routine that's that an come interesting up with. question i don't think i ever really thought about it like that I just know that acting performing modeling teaching in a way like stuff like i I love stuff like that, like even as a kid, like if I wasn't like practicing my modeling or looking through Victoria's Secret magazines <laughs> trying to see what like their poses and what they were doing yeah. and all that stuff, I was playing teacher. Like, I, w- I was playing school and I always had to be the teacher or whatever. Oh my God, so like, literally
2: same. I, My cousins, two of my cousins actually needed like helpers in school. And we would play school where I was the teacher. I would have a whiteboard. I would make lesson plans for them. I actually helped them get further along in their actual school by playing school. And that in itself, knowing that, made me want to go on and, like, kind of teach people. So did you have any moments like that growing up? You know, like, full circle moments where you're, like, in the today and you think back on your childhood and you're like, this makes sense. Where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I used to watch the WWE all the time. And I used to, like play fight with the guys in the neighborhood or the mm-hmm. little boys in the neighborhood and we had like our own makeshift ring kind of <laughs> it was so good oh, there was a lot of getter like, get rings out there it, it was like this <laughs> little makeshift kind of ring kind of or like even I could remember my best friend at the time was a little boy and he lived right next door to my aunt's house and I can remember his His, um, his aunt was like, she was a teenager at the time. She had to be like 15 or 16. But whenever me and him would have a problem, she would make us put on boxing gloves and like go at it. it Yeah. Like if we couldn't agree on what to play. And usually we were arguing over like, no, I want to be the rock. No, I want to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like most (laughs) little girls are out there playing with Barbies. right? Right. My Barbies were under my bed with their head shaved, wearing army (laughs) fatigue, because that's where they got shipped off to. I just wanted their things. Like, Barbie came with a car. I want that bitch's car, but she can go to boot camp. Like, that's how I was. I wanted to play with wrestling figurines, so I would go to his house and play with his wrestling figurines and stuff. Like he'd be like, "Let's play this," I'm like, "No, let's play WWE." Come on, bitch! Like, Like,
2: I grew up with a lot of like boys in my life. Like the babysitter that I had growing up for a lot of years had a lot of sons. Like, she had an older daughter, but she was older that, like, we really couldn't connect because she was, like, into boys, and I was more into, like, playing with boys, like, doing boys stuff. Like, I was out four-wheeling, you know, like, snowmobiling, wrestling, mm-hmm. having Nerf gun fights, having water balloon fights, like, wrestling. And then later in life, it turned into, I found, like, romantic partners I would want to, like play fight with or like wrestle or like be more aggressive I like, so i
1: find that i like wrestling like with my boyfriends and stuff like that too like that's what just I the other night you. i was kicking my boyfriend's ass all over the apartment because he that was, i like, feel like pissed.
2: played a big role into where i am now because i look back on it and i'm like Of course I'm into wrestling. Like, I've wrestled all of my potential partners in life because I want to know if you can keep up with my energy. Like, are you as strong as me? Are you going to be able to handle, you know, this thing? But also it's something I enjoy of, like, play fighting and the whole play. I don't think I
1: ever really thought about it like that until now. But, yeah, I used to, like, fight with... And my dad encouraged it, though. That was the the fucked up thing. I would play fight with my
2: stepdad. And I think that's where it really came from is because he would kind of, like, initiate that a lot of the time. So it would be, like, play fighting, but it would end up getting really rough to where I would end up getting hurt or whatever. So then I feel like that played a role into me doing it into my, like, relationship, like, romantic aspects of, like, will you wrestle me? Like, will you play fight with me? Like, are you going to hurt me or, or whatever? Like, that was, like, my way of, like, testing a person.
1: And I think that's why I'm so tough, though, like, talk, like really, because I had to realize I'm, I really lean heavily into my masculine energy a lot sometimes. But I think that's why, though, because, like, my dad would encourage that shit. Like, I can remember being at a family function, and there was, like, a fun jump. And one of my boy cousins, I did something to him, and I took off running out the fun jump, and he came after me. And when he came after me, he, like, caught me, and he punched me in my stomach. And it took my wind away. Mm-hmm. And I remember just dropping to the ground and I'm laying there. And when I roll over and I look up and I'm like, you know how when you're yep. trying to, uh, yeah, uh, Girl, you're trying I have to catch it roll over on me. I remember seeing <laughs> I my dad seeing and again. like some of his older cousins that are like his age. I remember yeah. looking up, I saw my dad and I saw like three or four of them. And they're all standing there like, you need to see about her. And he's like, nah, give her about 10 seconds. Watch this. And I caught my breath, and I went, and I beat the shit out of him. (laughs) And he was like, yep, that's my baby. That's my baby. (laughs) So, so,
0: sorry, I was going to say. Go ahead. You have one more thing?
2: I was just going to say, like, I grew up around the same type of masculine energy. Like, even my bio dad was kind of the same, where he would, like, embrace me more if I was on my more masculine side. So, I feel like I was just naturally more masculine because that made the men in my life, like have a little bit more respect for me or or pay a little bit more attention, be like, be more proud of like, that's my girl. Like you see how tough she is? Like I did that. So it kind of transferred into my personal life, which then I found like has led me to this industry where I feel like I can be the most myself because I don't have to hide from anybody because most of the people in this industry are hiding from other people or from being their genuine selves. And I'm like, What's the point? Like, if people in my life aren't going to accept me for me, then they don't deserve to. I
1: realized this industry was something I probably don't ever want to let go of in any aspect when I went to my first FedCon, and there was a girl in a leather suit from head to toe like heels and like boot, boot heels and all mm-hmm. walking a guy around in a pig mask and I was like I fucking love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: still have yet to go to my first I was like gone. I know those
1: guys. <laughs> yes. right, I well, literally started in
2: this industry when COVID started so it like has inhibited me from doing oh, a lot I'll take of you to your first one believe me. So Oh, it's going to be so much fun. So back fun. to the fu- last few go. questions uh
0: were um Do you find yourself, whether it be because of the wrestling or role play or whatever, uh, do you prefer to be in a more dominant role when you act or a submissive role when you act?
1: Either or. Mm -hmm. So you're more of like a switch? I'm a switch uh, hitter. Uh, Is that like more your personal
2: preference or you've just learned to like kind of adapt
1: for each role in this industry like when
0: you're with your significant other is that does that still cut across same thing either or or, it
1: just depends how I'm feeling that day Mm -hmm. today I might wake up and I might be in my feminine energy and I might be okay have your way with me and then some (laughs) days I'm like get on your no I'm in charge Mm -hmm. today this is what's going on I'm bipolar I'm (laughs) Oh my are God. you really bipolar or are you he just He doesn't know
2: what to expect
1: from me. You just made, I think yeah, I'm just a, just a switch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, last question. Uh, almost forgot this question, but it's one of my favorite ones. Are <laughs> there any kinks or fetishes out there that no matter how much money they offer you, you would never perform?
1: Water
2: sports. Okay. Definitely. Elaborate. I'm curious. What do you mean by water sports? Oh, you don't know like, what water sports are? Like water balloons. No. Oh, baby. No. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm you about I'm to learn still a today.
1: newbie in this. So, um, water sports <laughs> it's is... not going to, like,
0: a water park. Is the
1: <laughs> proper word for being pissed on or... Oh,
2: okay. Pissing so on someone. Pissing
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So, if you go to an amusement park that features water sports, do not go in. <laughs> Water sports and um, I'm I'm not taking a trip to Dubai to let a chic shit on me for fifty grand. That's, That's not specific. worth it.
3: Well, <laughs> uh, what shit? On okay, you? so uh, I I had
1: to be specific because um, apparently at one point in time, like I don't know if you were a part of this Instagram trend where you were noticing a lot of these Instagram models were going to Dubai, and oh. um. No. Everybody was like, how in the fuck are these girls affording to go to Dubai? Well, one of them got caught at customs on her way back to the U.S. And it was exposed on how, why and how these girls are oh. affording these trips to Dubai. So, so apparently, curious, these sheiks in Dubai have... Hey,
2: what is a sheik? I need to know what a sheik is. Technically, they would be what? I mean, what they would equal like a prince or
0: like sort like a, of. They're like lords. Like they're basically like. Oh, like,
1: so it's a okay. Yeah, I, I was very, under the impression this are, might be an these animal. These are rich people
0: who live okay. In Dubai, you know,
1: because I wasn't sure if that was like code for prince or whatever. No, a sheik
0: is different from the prince. Yeah.
1: Okay, so high apparently, class yeah, civilian. very high class. So. Um apparently a lot of them have um and I don't know the proper word for this so I'm just going to say it they have a fetish for shitting on women defecating yes there's a word for it I can't think of
2: it fetish <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're oh, willing to a, pay it's called
0: a uh, coprophilia
1: coprophilia oh, why
0: a cop- what? no I mean it's like you know different word that's coprophilia I don't know what the actual you know latin link is to but that's what it's called
1: we'll look so, it up later um, they're willing to pay for this and they'll fly women out from the U.S. to come to Dubai and they'll pay them the money and, you know, let me take a doo-doo on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and, so you're shitting on them what? or they're
2: shitting on they're, you? Sh- no,
1: they're, you're going to get shitted on if you take this off. Sorry, offer. I just imagine just in, in the throes of ecstasy,
0: him on his <laughs> back like, all right, do it, take a doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So and video. I've heard it could go both ways. Like either they want to do do on you or they want you to do do on them.
2: <laughs> I mean shit. If they were pay me 50 grand of shit on my But it's gonna be a, a
1: very stinky situation uh. either way. So um and they pay upwards of like between I've heard the most I've really heard or the least I've heard is like 50k. Um I heard sometimes these girls leave with like 70 or 80 or whatever. Well, It ended up being exposed because this one Instagram model, instead of, I guess, having the money wired or whatever, she was trying to actually fly back with all of this money. In cash. In cash. Did she
2: not... Because I've heard in personal life they they cap out at like 8 grand or a fucking 8 few grand thousand. is the is the cap or else yeah. it gets suspicious
1: 8 grand is the cap because anything over that needs to be reported Yeah. so wow. um she tried to fly back with all this money of course customs stopped her ass before she even got on the plane to get back home and confiscated the fucking money mm-hmm. and so she Flew out there, got doo-dooed on, <laughs> and <laughs> left with nothing. Jesus Christ! And that's how it got I out. Would be so that sad. that's why all these Instagram models are taking these trips to Dubai because I they're learned, getting paid I to get yeah. doo-dooed on. Well, okay, so wow.
0: um, so you actually gave the you you gave the two most common answers I know, which is uh, any sort of water sports and any sort of, of uh, shit play. Oh, also, um.
2: Because I would be okay with it if I'm the person shitting or pissing on somebody. Because Could I you do that on fuck. command,
1: though? I don't think I could do it on command.
2: Girl, I got dinosaur shits.
1: Maybe I if they gave me some coffee. I don't know. Coffee I don't...
2: doesn't. Give me a joint. <laughs> Maybe even like a cigarette. And I'm ready for I don't anything. think I could do
1: it on command. I think I would be shy at that point. No, there was like, a story.
0: So there was a story I, I heard. Uh, if you guys have already heard the story. I can just please, take myself
1: to the place. Please
0: fast forward <laughs> it. But there was a prostitute that was talking to another prostitute in a, in a bar. And they were like, this is like one of those secret camera shows. I mm. think it was on HBO. It's like Hookers at the Point, that show. And they would follow <laughs> they would follow these girls around and just you know, listen to them in on earpieces, like Fucking talking to their HBO. Johns and stuff like that. But then these two girls, my favorite, I was I couldn't fall asleep one night, I was watching this show and I was like <laughs> riveting.
2: This is what you used and to yeah, do. No, I
0: couldn't fall asleep so I'm switching oh around my I'm like God. what is this? And so there's two girls just sitting there eating food at a bar and one girl goes to the other and says like um So, what's the craziest thing you did today? This girl's like, Oh, I got you beat down the line. There was this guy who took me to his room (laughs) and he said he wanted to do some ass stuff. And so I was like, All right, you want me to strap something on? And he said yes. And he pulled out this fucking monster dong that was like this big. And she was like, This is a little dude, like five foot two, you know? By the way, for the
2: people at home that can't see his um, hand gestures, it was like a three foot (laughs) (laughs) dick. (laughs) <laughs> like a whole size of a, and she said like a there's small no way person. this is gonna go
0: inside you, and he was just like yes it will. So like guy bent over, I like, guess must have used tons of boy butter or what the fuck. And she said through like the process of 30 minutes they finally got it in there, and she couldn't believe it. And she's like you know what I found out about male butts, or just butts in general. She's like what? was like I pulled that thing out of there, his asshole stayed that big for five minutes. <laughs> like I could have lost my keys in that motherfucker. And eventually, <laughs> little by little, starts to slowly. That's how it works. That the the muscles slowly contract back to where they originally were. And so the other prostitute's like, "That's pretty impressive, but I got you beat." It's like, What's the story? He's like, "Well, one of my very high class guys picked me up uh, at this street, took me to this really expensive out dinner, like at the Four Seasons, fed me everything I wanted to eat, everything I wanted to drink, and he had me for the day. So he took me up to the room, beautiful fucking penthouse overlooking all of Manhattan." He said, did you feel out of place? He's like, I ah, put on my nicest shit, you know. And he said, I look good. And he had no shame in his game. So we went upstairs and uh, and uh, the guy wanted me to do some stuff. And uh, I couldn't really do it at the moment. So uh, he just said, you know, sit around and, and drink as much water as you'd like. And, you know, and she's like, you know, you're still paying me for my time, right? She, the guy's like, of course. So she's like waiting, waiting. Finally, she has to use the bathroom. He's like, oh, okay. And he goes into the living room and just starts laying down like pieces of, uh, of newspaper on the floor and then gives her like this big uh, kind of a mug kind of thing and she, she goes she's like he told me go into the bathroom pee in the mug mm. as much as I can get out and then go in the living room floor and shit on the fucking newspaper <laughs> and then the lady's like what the, the fuck what did he do she's like look all I know is what I did and he said I was welcome to he was still paying me for my time if I wanted to use the bathroom so she got to go in there and change up and, and clean herself and get herself ready for her next date or whatever and she said, the last thing I saw as I was walking out was him at this beautiful $20,000 fucking dinner table with, like, porcelain, you know, dishes. And he had, like, a glass, pretty much a beautiful glass of wine filled with her urine. And the whole meal was just her poo. And he was just, like, do-do-do-do-do. Dabbing at his chin with, like, a fucking, you know, he's slowly cutting into it like he's eating, like, a fucking uh, rare steak. So... <laughs>
1: That is insane. And, and that here. is why I won't ask the people fuck? about their kinks because I how I'm the fuck are <laughs> you to explain? the fuck up. Like,
2: what Homies But I don't think, that's some, I think, think that's one that was like a That's one the, that someone
0: would hold back. I don't think
1: Solid gold
2: like, silverware Just digging into my shit Like it's a fucking they, they f- And that's gross. a common
1: one Because when I worked in a strip club I had a stripper who How had you a
2: human th- shit and survive? I um, thought that was supposed to like kill you E. coli is a motherfucker Yeah, yeah
1: So <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here stressing eating brownie
2: batter There <laughs> was a girl people. in the
1: strip club that I worked at That had a regular who was into water sports mm-hmm. He liked to drink pee Yeah and when she couldn't go she would just go around the strip club and be like hey can you pee right now because I need you to fill this cup up so I can bring this back to this motherfucker so I can get some money and like she would so if she couldn't go she would just ask anybody to piss in the cup like (laughs) like I mean, well, hell, he was drinking her pee, so yeah, I mean, what can he taste the, the pee? difference? Like, this he... is
2: Ashley's pee. <laughs> I know this isn't your pee. Yeah, I've had this her is more like before. trucker
0: pee. I've had that a few times. Uh, and this guy definitely works as a part-time clown.
1: Um, <laughs> It's like, it's that his, was, yeah, yeah. I was so creeped out by it. Like she, she asked me a couple times. She was like, "Can you pee in this cup for me?" I'm like, "No, no, hell no!" Like if he gets sick and sick gets sick and dies, okay. like Jesus. I don't want them to trace that back <laughs> to me. Like. What if they try to, like, DNA test my piss? Like, no. uh, uh-uh. Free burps for the fans. Well, okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up there because I think I asked you the first
0: big group of questions I usually ask on the first this podcast. This kinda a crazy conversation. Uh, and, uh... But
1: I was about to say that and ball busting. Oh, I don't okay. Think I can so do you don't ball like busting. ball busting. Are... I don't mind the milder. Like, I'll kick you in the nuts. But I, the stuff that I've heard, like, at my first FedCon... Um, this one chick told me that she had a client that actually paid her to put on um, ice skating shoes and stump on his nuts yeah, until no. they were bloody. No. So, no, I can't do that. And she was like, well, shit, he paid me for it. Yeah, she was yeah. like, and-, and some girls have that mind frame, well, yeah. well, well at least line. I'm getting paid to it. Yeah. to do it. I don't think any amount of money would let me be that. Cruel. Cruel. I can't. No matter how much you like it, I can't. You're not a sociopath. So,
2: would you be okay with, let's say, knocking someone out for real? Like, even if they were pushing it to the point of where, like, you know they were causing brain damage. Like, because there is that boundary in every single fetish that I've found because being a new person in this industry, I, people take I find advantage that of that.
1: there's a lot of men that actually like to be knocked out and so they'll ask you to put them in a scissor hold or something like that until they pass out. Um
2: I've had this one client though that, that asked for that but then asked to extend it for like, keep the hold on for like 30 seconds oh, after yeah, i yeah, passed yeah, out. Yeah, that's you going to jail. So, it comes to the point of like, are you willing to risk the fact of like this person no. could die or Yeah you can't spend money in jail sent to the
1: hospital. <laughs> you can't or... spend
0: money in jail. There's no, no fucking way that, that Not that, at all. Not at all. Um would you knock have you done knockouts in your session wrestling
1: or? Um I've had guys ask me to if I can knock mm-hmm. them out. It wasn't like a hard sell point where they're like I absolutely positively have to, have, have to be it, knocked yeah. out. Um they just have had it happen before in sessions from what they've told me and they're like that's like A cherry on top. That's like a plus for them. But I personally, that's not what I go for. No, no.
0: I've been asked to do it for real for my videos for twenty years now, and I keep saying no, man, no, no. (laughs) Like that's not what we do. I don't. I don't want to put anybody in that position. It's a
2: very delicate thing. And like the first time I ever did that, I got taken advantage of by this dude who purposefully searches for newer girls in this industry or girls who don't know anything about doing that to teach them quote-unquote, teach the way that he wants it to be done, which is very dangerous. And then up until I had this girl who has... hes She's like a veteran in this industry. She's been doing it for, like, over a decade. Be like, we know about that dude. He's a red flag. Like, eventually he's going to die at one of these sessions and some poor girl is going to have to deal with that and I don't want it to be you. So promise me you will not... No matter how much money he pays you, because he would pay you a lot of money to do, like knocking someone out is not that much work. It it takes very minimal effort. It's just about the right placement, the right amount of pressure, and then once you get it down, it's like bing, bada, boom, you can do this shit all day. But when it comes to that point, it was like I didn't even realize You know, in the moment, I had certain thoughts of, like, this is, like, not normal. Like, this isn't something that that seems safe to me by any means. But I didn't really think about it because he was recording it. This is something he wanted. This is something he was paying me for. So I almost felt obligated to deliver. And that's where I found that I have to draw the line in sessions of, like, if I'm not comfortable, I'm not going to do this thing for you, no matter how much you want it that's to be done, way, no matter how much you're going to pay
1: me for. Because sometimes you have to have the logic in the situation, because a lot of times they're just thinking about themselves, what they're getting off to yeah. or what they what they like. They're not thinking about how harmful it can be to them. Or, or even how traumatic means. it could be
2: to you. Mm-hmm. Like a situation we talked about earlier with this guy was pushing your boundaries. Like... Some of these clients are very self-centered in the fact that they don't really even take into consideration how this could affect you in the moment or no, how could be. I was
0: on set during um, my ex's session and there was uh no wait, hold on. That was a different story. There was a girl that used to wrestle for me that went on a session uh, and she asked me to be her chaperone. And this guy accidentally, quote unquote, grabbed her tits during the match. And she stopped, she's like, hey, nope. You're not paying me enough for that shit? Like, we're not touching any of my fucking parts? Like, yeah, we'll do belly punching. Yes, we'll do this and that. No boob touching, please. And I'm in the corner of my computer just kind of like, mm, okay, I just noticed that happened. Registering it. 10 minutes, they keep rolling around. She stops, she's like, why'd you do that again? And I stood up, and I knew the guy. Like, he's a sweet old man, but he was getting ahead of himself. And I was just like, hey dude, she told you not to touch your tits. Just, you know, easy to do, to not touch that area. Just put your hands anywhere else. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I must have been an accident. Third time, that's when we had to like sit him down and be like, hey, we're going to, I don't know what she wants to do, I'm going to ask her right now, but we'll be right back. And took him to the room, and she's like, if he does one more fucking time, he's out. And he'd only, they'd only been wrestling for like 20 minutes of their 60-minute time. And so, came back in, sure enough, 10 minutes later, did it again, and I had to go in there and literally grab the dude, pull him off, like gently as I could, because he was an older guy. I was like, hey, this is over and, oh, I just don't know what I was doing. like, you know exactly what you're doing. Like, this whole, like, oh, it keeps being an accident. Like, we told you three times not to do this very specific thing with your hands. So she's right. But a lot of times these guys go in there because, well, if I'm paying you, then you're going to be my fucking slave for the next hour. Like, no. That's not how that works.
2: They I've had some good dudes who are like, well, what are your boundaries? And I'm like well, what do you want? Like, I can't, like, it would literally be, like, me sitting here for, like, weeks on weeks, like, describing to you all the things I don't want to happen in a session. Like, if you just tell me what you want, it'll be a lot easier for me to tell you be what like, yes I no. can and cannot yeah. consent to. Because can I grab your hair? Sure. Communication I, you know. is a big thing, and, and when people are honest, it's a form of miscommunication, and that's what can make people feel, like, super uber vulnerable or not comfortable because now, like this is one of my pet peeves, is when you get to a session and then they start asking you for stuff they didn't ask for originally and you're like, this is all a different price point. Like, if you wanted this, you should have communicated this to me beforehand because now that I'm here, you're trying to make me feel obligated to do these things because I'm already here and like if I don't do these things, you're gonna just turn me away, but it's like, "Mm, this isn't my problem. See, I got tired of, like, the
1: whole, you got to figure out if this person's good, figure out if this person's, like, doing this and that. I just, that's why, I just got tired of it, and that's why I found the ones that were my regulars, Mm -hmm. and I never had any issues with them, and I'm like, okay, it's cool, anytime y'all want a session, email me. Some of them don't even want a session anymore, especially, like, with COVID right now going on or whatever. But they still, like, keep in touch with me. they are still, like, send me money just for communicating with them and stuff like that or whatever. Do you so. feel
2: that, like, Skype sessions are something that would be different to you than, like, IRL sessioning? Or do you feel pretty much the same of, like, I'm sticking to this certain group of people
1: or like... They I've had Skype sessions before. Um I don't know. I just I feel like it's not um uh, it's not the same. And I feel like in a way they're cheating themselves like out of a session. I mean it so. depends.
2: I've had some Skype sessions where I was like, I'm getting paid this for an hour to do this, but then on the session you can very clearly see like they're jacking off. Or and if I see that, this, I'm going to hang it's up because like,
1: mm. I don't, yeah. Okay, so last
0: cu- uh, last questions and then we're done because uh, this has been an epic one. Holy shit. That'd be a two-parter. <laughs> I've actually um, been a
2: good co-host. <laughs> um,
0: no, thank you. You've been fantastic. And in, uh, throwing some questions out there that I would never have thought of because this is from a very much a feminine perspective. So thank you, Faith. Okay, so on the flip side of the last question, which is what, is, uh, what are the fetishes you would never do? What are some fetishes you've never tried that you're aware of but want to try in the future? If there are any, I mean, there might not be any that you've heard of yet. Right?
1: Are there, uh, what was the question earlier? Are there fetishes out there that I should know about that I don't know no, about? No, no, no.
0: Are there fetishes out there that you have heard of that you've never tried but you want to?
1: Or even things
2: from like your personal life that you've been wanting to integrate into the
1: fetish world. Well, you've, done,
0: you've, you've done Wet and Messy. Uh, have you done Balloons?
1: Yes, I've done that. She believe. mentioned that. Yes, um, so a guy out in New York messaged me when I was on my tour out there at the end of last year. He wanted, and I don't. I guess he just didn't have the money. I guess because he kind of just stopped communication. But he has sent me some photos of, and I forgot the name of the fetish. I'm pretty sure if I go in my messages, I could find it. But his fetish is puppets go on (laughs) and so he wanted me takes a turn Mm -hmm. he has these like (laughs) he has these like this video (laughs) is called elmo deep i'm not gonna say life size because they're not as big as an actual whale or shark or whatever so it's like
2: animal puppets
1: (laughs) yes okay And he likes to see you swallowed by them. So like they're... Oh, so Vore.
0: Okay, so it's Vore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're big enough to where you can fit inside of them. Because he sent me pictures that he took of other models. And that's literally all he wanted to do was just go around New York place these puppets down in areas, have me crawl inside the mouth to where just my feet were sticking out of the mouth, and he would take pictures of them nice. just like that. So right. basically it's for, my friend <laughs> My
0: friend actually has this giant like earthworm creature that he built, which is just like a bunch of plastic, and then he has the little uh, like uh, rubber teeth that he put at the end, and you get swallowed, and it's like the whole things you get, someone pulls you from the other side, so it looks like they're... There's, they suck you up until your feet are kicking, and then that disappears, and that's a huge thing. There's that's a lot
2: a- of four. Like, there's even four, like, um, another local model who I'm planning on working with a lot coming up has sent me a video of her being eaten by some, like, I don't really know what the guy's supposed to be. Like, her her owner or whatever, like, eats her. And so, they built this, like, intestinal tube thing out of, like, fabric and and slime. And so, she's, like, sitting in the middle of this fabric. And it's, like, you can see someone. Well, you can't really see them, but you know someone's on the outside like, woo like whooshing it to make it look like it's like contracting and Basically stuff and so she's like, being swallowed the guy's sitting here
0: like this like mm, that was a delicious meal and she's inside the stomach yeah
2: and... like in like yeah. an intestinal tube looking thing yeah. like it reminds me of when you're in like school and you're in gym and they use the like tarp thing yeah like the, you're doing the parachute the thing. thing yes yeah. the parachute oops I'm sorry
0: so the last question <laughs> is um do you see yourself in this business for like a long time in the future? Is this something that you want to keep doing until you just say fuck it?
1: Yes. It is something I want to keep doing. Um, I am starting to do my own productions now. Good. So, right. like, um, I'm having fun with that and I'm taking customs and stuff for, like, my first major, like, shoot or whatever. So... Like that's gonna be a whole lot of fun. That's I'm awesome. already getting some like some really interesting ones. Like I got a Mortal Kombat one. No. Like ah, I can't wait those to do are that. So one. Much. Yeah. I
2: fucking love those type of like century video games. That, it's just so fun. I'm like I'm that's gonna, gonna be, to be so much
1: fun. Super well, you and, creative. You are,
0: you are gonna get to to fight Lainey Luck in like a ninja versus ninja thing tomorrow. So it'll oh, be cool. Like so you'll be so you're yes. gonna be using uh, swords and knives and guns and and like those are up so real fun.
2: Quick. I've done a few of those for. SKW primarily and it's just so much fun like I said it brings me back to being a kid and like basically the role-playing aspect of being involved in those games or scenarios like I used to play like house or school or whatever and we were like so in-depth we would use like those like wooden like build blocks as like energy drinks or like (laughs) things we would like build a whole fucking convenience store and just like that level of depth of like the role play aspect is what really gets me involved of like the acting and the creating this whole persona to fit this whole vibe. This
1: like something that's, that's the so... fun part is you always get to be somebody else. Like you so, always yeah. get to pretend to be.
0: So to wind else. it down, because I think if we don't, we're going <laughs> to be here another three hours. Um, uh, we're going to plug all your stuff so we can uh, find out where to find you online and stuff. But like I have to say, personally, um, that this is a business that I definitely never want to stop working in. You know, like one of my good friends, um, he's a comic book artist, he said, you know, Santiago, on the day that I die, I want them to find a half-drawn, you know, thing on my on my board. You know, he wants, he's like, I want to just keep creating until the day I go. And I was like, what what could I do in my life that's going to let me create until the day I die? And I'm like, shit, this is a perfect business for that. Because, you, you know, the, the great thing about fetish versus porn, is that you could go, you could, you could act until you're like in your late 40s, early 50s, as long as you're in good shape. And even if you're not in bad shape, good shape, there's guys who are gonna like you no matter what.
2: That's what I love about this industry, is there's a place for anybody.
0: Yeah. If you sell anybody,
2: like everybody, anyone,
0: every age, there's always gonna be guys who are like, I want to see 60 year old women wrestling 30 year old There's yeah, always a demographic for everybody. Yeah, right? and, yeah. and you have such a, a very specific and, and, and beautiful look that a lot of people out there can't find in this business. Uh, that I think it's going to go great. I mean, like, I honestly, you know, get so many emails saying, I, I I definitely need you to get her back because there's no one that looks like her out there doing this. And no one that looks like her out there doing these particular roles. And especially you doing this, with the fucking video with me, I'm beating you up. People were like, oh my God, I can't handle it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because...
2: Was it that bad? No, no. no. They, they were just the so
0: excited is, by the fact that he's this girl pre- wearing this badass fucking afro wig. Getting destroyed and like screaming and like, you know, it was just like very, this this like almost like a taboo to them.
2: Not to even that, that, but you, know you I mean? bring something completely new to the table because there is hundreds, thousands of people in this industry, but there's not a you. There's something unique to you that only you can bring into this industry that keeps people wanting more. And that's what is truly special about this industry is because, yes, there is a demographic for everyone, but... The uniqueness of each individual and your personality. Bring something new to the table that no that one, one too, else
0: it's, it's can bring. That, but also the fact that you approach it with an intelligence and a dedication to bringing people's scripts to life, no matter how ridiculous or how normal the scripts are. You're like, oh, I'll do it. I'm going to fucking make it look good. I'm not sure I understand it. <laughs> but I'm going to fucking you know make it happen to the point. And I remember when I was, uh, you know giving you instruction downstairs and it wasn't even, it was the opposite of how you painted it. Like I didn't feel like it was a negative, I didn't feel like you weren't listening. I was like, this girl's listening because you were doing the things that no one else does, but you were just like literally just like, just taking everything in and just, you know, just the moment I hit action and you did that shit, I was like, okay, I knew she was listening because you had everything right. You had all the cues right, body positioning, like, okay, I need your back to be like this when I pick you up. You had it going, you had it exactly done. So like you have a respect for the material, you have a respect for the fans, the ones that deserve it. Um, and it looks like, I feel like that attitude and that energy, especially when you're producing your stuff is going to translate to some really cool shit. So
2: well, thank you. And if for your production company, you ever need another model, I I'd would be, be more than happy to fucking suspension.
1: have you. <laughs> yes, I would love Girl, to have you. <laughs> um, cause I feel like that's where I am right now. It's like, I have a lot of Girls that are like new that want to try it, but like yeah. I would really love to have like if a they, couple of it yeah. like
2: because I don't even consider myself it makes a it that but I'm a fast learner and to the point where like I'm Genuinely interested to know the reason why like why is this a thing? How does this happen? What is the thing that that, that makes it click in your brain and because I ask those sort of questions with my clients or my customers mm-hmm. I get a better understanding of what I need to do to like activate those parts of themselves that they're looking for. And I just, it's the same with with the both of us as we are always striving to be the best of ourselves in this industry of like, how can we take this custom and make it the best we can make it instead of just like, how can we do this? The bare minimum effort of like, what do we just like have to do that we don't no, really have to think I'm, about? if you I'm to do it, I'm going. Yeah, to you do it 110. Like, <laughs> like you
1: come yeah, more than prepared. Yeah, that's the best way to do it.
0: All right, so on that note, we're gonna plug all your stuff so people can find you. Um, okay. Uh, so where can people find you online?
1: So you can find me on Instagram. That is at Creole underscore Melanin underscore Goddess. You can find me on Twitter. That is at Creole Melanin Underscore, and um, you can also find me on OnlyFans if you want to order some customs. Mm-hmm. And is there <laughs> an email that someone can reach out or you um, email out? Email address is going to be Kyla, K-Y-L-A, that is A-U-J-E-A-N-T-E dot bookinginfo.com.
0: All right. Well, uh, for my stuff, it's skwppb.com dot com for pay per view. Then you got sensuallysavageproductions dot com for our sexiest stuff. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> superkidsworld dot com is the stuff we've been putting up for free since uh, two thousand one. So you'll find at least a million photos up there to take a look if you don't know what you're buying.
2: It's and, all sexy. Yes. I'm in a lot of it. Yes.
0: And where can we find Faith?
2: Okay, so I most of my socials now are goddess underscore faith or faith Shane Lynn. I do have an email for my production company, which is faith Shane Lynn productions LLC.
0: Can you print? Uh, can you spell shaylin?
2: Um, S H A L Y N N. I do use two N's. It's a little goofy. I have an email that is faithshalenmodeling at gmail.com where you can send your customs, a session inquiry, kind of almost anything. Uh, Just be prepared. That's All all I ask.
0: Well, we were very lucky to be able to finally get you to
2: sit down. Yay. And talk to us. You've told
0: at least two or three of the funniest stories I've heard.
3: She so is
2: literally amazing. Like if you do not follow her on any of the things she just plugged, like you're sincerely missing out. And why do yourself dirty like that? So like, until- go find her.
0: <laughs> so until next time, I'm gonna have y'all say goodbye. 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 Wait, you
2: gotta do it all sexy. Oh, I hope you have a
1: wonderful evening. Good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>